This is the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. Looks down the middle, throws it, caught by Henry at the two, fights away from a tackler, and runs to the end zone, and spikes it for a Patriots touchdown. The Patriots pregame show is the world's largest virtual tailgate, featuring fans of the six-time Super Bowl champion New England Patriots. Fires down the middle for Gordon, reaches up, extends, runs to the end zone, between two defenders, touchdown, Patriots! Christian Arcan, Mike Dassault, Paul Perillo, and Tamara Brown are here to do the grilling as your host. This week, the Patriots are home against the Indianapolis Colts. James White tucks it under the red arm, tucks it upfield, driving forward, diving to the goal line! A touchdown! And a title for the Patriots! I can't believe it! Christian Arcan, Mike Dassault, Paul Perillo, and Tamara Brown are here to get you ready for the game. It's football time, fellas. Let's get into it. Now, live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, Patriots Nation, welcome to the Patriots pregame show presented by Duncan. All right, here we go. Welcome in. It is uh, Patriots pregame show fueled by Duncan. I'm Christian Arcand alongside Mike Dussault, Paul Perillo. How you doing, fellas? Doing, doing good. great. Let's doing go. great. Another 1 o'clock Sunday game. Can't be better than that. I'll tell That's you what, right. this is my first home game working with you guys. Oh. And there was a lot more people who stopped me and said, who are you? What are you doing <laughs> here? Where's your badge? And I said, I don't know. I don't have one. And uh, that took me a long time to get here. So I'm glad to have made it. I'm glad to be here with you guys as we get ready for the Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts. And Paul, since I know you're on a strict schedule here, <laughs> let's uh, get uh, dispense with the pleasantries and jump right into our keys to the game. Why did you leave the keys up on the table? You wanted to. You've waited all week for it. The whole team's in the locker room right now just listening to this, waiting to hear what you're going to say. Without these keys, the Patriots are destined and doomed to fail. Here are Christian, Paul, Mike, and Tamara's keys to the game. Why did I steal your key to the game also? Uh, you have the key to the game. You have the right one. Okay, uh, we got our keys to the game. We'll start with you, uh, Deuce. What all do you right. got? Well, mine's uh, kind of a general one. I, I see what you guys got. I think they're great. Um, I went I went big, though. It's fly into the bye. You know, here we go. Chance for the Patriots to get a winning record. Um, the Colts, very curious what uh, what kind of effort they're going to put forth today. They come in. They're ready to play. We know what happened last year. But uh, just a great chance, I think, to get to 5-4, and four, a winning record, that get to the bye week, um, have some positive vibes going, uh, you know, set them up for the second half of the season, if you will. I know it's a 17-game season now. I hate that. But there'll be eight games left after the bye, so um, that's mine. Fly into the bye, play good, you know, do what you got to do just to get the win, and uh, I think that'll set them up well just for a positive, hopefully, second half of the season. I like how he said it. Our keys are good, but, you know. Well, you guys are specific. I think you guys are both dead yeah, on with, with what okay, you're saying. That's like when you get specifically into you know, the game. What are they talking to do? about the game? Yeah, mine's you know, just the keys to the game, and when you actually talk about the game, Mike, like, Mike I'm likes like, that. I'm like big picture philo- philosophical. My know? key to the game is win the game, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, all right, that's uh, fly into the bye. There you go, Paul Perillo. What's your key to the well, game? Well, for me, uh, I remain concerned about the offensive line and the injuries that they've uh, suffered. You know, no David Andrews again. Marcus Cannon now on IR. Um, not sure how many of our listeners are up to speed with that. A handful of roster moves made Friday and Saturday. Um, So, to me, the key to the game is pass protection. Um, If you want Mac Jones to uh, look more like the guy we saw for the most part as a rookie last year, you have to give him some time and you have to allow him uh, the opportunity to get comfortable in a game. That never happened last week at the Meadowlands against the Jets. I don't think he ever was allowed to sort of settle in and figure out exactly how he was going to attack that Jets defense. They need to do a better job today especially early on, of allowing him to get comfortable, get the offense in motion, and, and uh, do what uh, 
what do needs to uh, have happen in order for them to fly into the bye. All right. Uh, my key to the game is for them to simply finish drives. I was here with you guys last week. We watched them get into the red zone, not all the time by themselves. A lot of the times the defense <laughs> handed them the ball right there in the, on, the, on the right side of the field, and they could not finish drives. In fact, a lot of times they couldn't even get a first down, had to settle for a ton of field goals. You go back to this game against the Colts last year, uh, a lot of drives ended really badly in that game. There was a bunch of turnovers. There was that blocked punt. Um, that game was not as close as it looked on the uh, on the scoreboard, and that game also ended what was a pretty nice win streak for this team last year and really kind of put them back in their place of a uh, fringe playoff team when it looked like maybe they were going to be something other than that. I think the way to change that this year and the way to sort of uh, you know exercise those demons is to just finish your drives off, get in the end zone, and stop settling for so many field goals. Yeah, I think you two uh, really just nailed, I think, the biggest issues with the offense. The pass protection last week, is, I mean, that's number one A, and certainly with Don, without David Andrews coming back, that's one thing you were kind of hoping for. Another week at James Ferentz, I mean, you know, Buckner on their side, they got some disruptive big guys. I think that's where it's going to be won or lost. But overall, though, finishing with, with finishing in the end zone with, with touchdowns, not settling for field goals, it's, uh, it's just a huge step for this offense to take. Totally agree with you guys. Yeah, I think that we all sort of agree that the Patriots offense against the Colts defense is going to be the tough thing here because the Colts yeah. don't have Taylor. Sam Ellinger's not anybody that we're afraid of and they got a couple of receivers who can catch the ball but I don't know that Ellinger can get it to him. So really the matchup that's going to be the toughest for uh, for Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia and Joe Judge and everybody else and Mac Jones is going to be going up against this Colts front, that Colts secondary. They got playmakers at really all three levels of the defense. This yeah. is this is a very uh, tough customer defense here in Indy. I think it's where the game might be kind of defined because I, I'm maybe I'm foolish, but I feel like this is lining up for like a classic Steve Belichick, Gerard Mayo. Here comes a team without a lot of their best players. Usually these games tend to add up that this Patriots defense should should mostly shut them down. Oh, yeah. But I think as, as Paul kind of alluded to, the wild card is just the Colts defensive front. They're still the same guys. They're very good. They can be dominant. They're big. They have a nice combination of size up front, speed and back of that. Uh, when you get into talking about James Ferentz and, you know, with Isaiah Wynn, can Cole Strange bounce back? If that Colts defensive front is disruptive, is winning the line of scrimmage, is, you know, getting Ramondre Stevenson in the backfield before he can get going, uh, then we might really be talking about, you know, a sub 20 point kind of rock fight between these two teams. Yeah, I, I totally agree with um, the Patriots defense. This this one shapes up to me as one of those games that we're all sticking our chests out after the game yeah. talking about how dominant the Patriots' defense is, you know, really just like last week. Uh, a team without many weapons in the few that they have are not playing um, like like last week with the Jets. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if Ellinger comes in here and, you know, pulls a Justin Fields and has a really out-of-character productive game, you know. First road start ever mm. for a kid uh, in his second year. But let's face it, he's like a rookie. He hasn't, hasn't played at all. Um, and... and I just think you're asking an awful lot without Jonathan Taylor and, and for him to come in here and sort of do some of the things that Justin Fields did a couple of weeks ago on that Monday night game and, and find ways to move the ball. He's not that kind of a runner. He's more of a power runner than a finesse runner. He's not going to make you miss. He's not going to run by you. He's not, you know, a dynamic athlete. He's more of a Taysom. He's not even I – don't, I, don't, I wouldn't even put his athleticism no. in Taysom Hill's category. He's, he's like that in that he runs with power, but Hill's a better athlete too. So I, I, I do think Ellinger, you know, scrappy, gamer kind of player, um, but I, I'm not sure he's got the experience to 
match wits with with a, a Bill Belichick defense and, and and really do much damage. Yeah. yeah, and the Colts are a team that's in upheaval right now. You yeah. know, their quarterback has been benched. They fired their offensive coordinator. Like, they have all this sort of stuff going on, which if the Patriots were going through all this stuff, we'd say, man, this team's really a mess. You know, yeah. like, this team really needs to get their act together. They need to figure out what they're going to be and what their identity is and sort right. of everything else. With the Colts, I kind of feel like that's applicable. You know, like, well, oh, yeah. what's going on I, I think it's a huge thing. And for yeah. me, I, I mean, I talked a lot about it this week. I just wonder if the Patriots get out to a lead. How much fight does this Colts team have in line? Now, certainly mm-hmm. there are teams that, that go through t- turnover and the guys, you know, bring some energy and, and they maybe have kind of a death rattle where they play well for a couple weeks for themselves. But, um, you know, I just I wonder, you, you just look at the backfield. I mean, the defining kind of characteristic of this team the last couple of years has been Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. Well, those guys are both not going to play today. So, you know, just where do these guys go? I would put it on the indie offensive line, talented group probably playing below expectations. I think if they're going to have a chance, those guys right. need to dominate up front and really push the Patriots' defensive line around. And, and then maybe you might be talking about something. All of a sudden, your uh, your Colorado buff, you know, <laughs> Philip Lindsay might might you know start picking up some yards. It's not crazy to to see to imagine that kind of happening. I'm just going to lean more towards what we've traditionally seen over the last couple of years when they play a team that's kind of overmatched yeah. defensively. Yeah. They kind of come after. And them I do and wonder, you know, like they they lost Heinz. They ended up picking up you know Zach Moss in that trade, yep. and he just got there. So I don't know what kind of you know what kind of workload he can get you know just coming in on the fly like this but he's a talented runner talented player who really kind of got stuck behind Devin Singletary and all those weapons that they have in Buffalo so never really got a chance to consistently show what he could do but I do wonder if if he got out there and had a chance you know in in that offensive line like you said you know kind of un you know, underwhelming so far this year, but certainly talented. talented. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you do wonder about the X factor of a guy like that that maybe isn't high on the game plan, um, you know, heading into the week, and then all of a sudden he gets injected in right in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, Paul, before you go, let's uh, touch back on your on your key to the game of pass protection. I think that could also go the things that you mentioned, I think, are applicable to the run game, too. Um, Ramondre Stevenson had a real breakout game last week. He looked like he looked like he was ready in the passing game and the running game to sort of establish himself as the as the main guy of that uh, of that group. Do you think that the pass protection issues that they had last week could could bleed over against the front like this? Yeah, like I I mean to be honest with you, yeah. I thought it, it it's been like that since the the Lions game. He mm-hmm. he really hasn't had much room to run, and what he's getting is all on his own. Um, over the last I don't know four weeks Cleveland Chicago last three weeks anyway um you know he's he's had a a big run every once in a while and that sort of you know makes the numbers uh, look a little bit better but you know I think he had 15 carries for 30 something yards last week if you took out that 35 yard run which again was all on his own yeah like hitting the backfield breaking tackles unbelievable individual effort so yeah I think Stevenson has emerged as the guy capital T capital G but uh, I'm not as confident in the uh you know the the amount of room he's going to have to run. Yeah, I I'm sort of with you there. I think that's going to be a, a a tough call for him and you know Harris if he gets uh, if he gets some carries in this game too. Just going up against Buckner and the rest of those guys there. It's a uh, it's a very formidable front for the Indianapolis. Yeah, they've been Colts. tough against the run. I think they're third or fourth in the league in average per carry allowed. Mm. 
Yeah. So there you go. It's a it's a pretty good run defense. Uh, Tamir, sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, and JJ Taylor was you know put put up to the active roster right. today. So, um, so he could he could be a factor too. Pierre Strong on the injury report. So we'll see how kind of shakes and out Lynn, with those guys. Uh, Lynn Bowden, uh, Lynn Bowden, also uh, Bowden. promoted yeah. from the practice squad. So clearly they have some designs. Looks like Damian Harris probably wouldn't play. Yeah. Um, that's when I saw that JJ Taylor and mm-hmm. Lynn Bowden. I, I immediately said, well. That that's, doesn't bode well for Damian Harris being yeah. up today. Got it. All right. Uh, Tamara Brown is here. Hello. Hi. Hello, uh, Tamara. Your key Hi. to the game is? Don't be a doormat, which half of my key initially was assuming that Jonathan was playing, <laughs> but he's obviously not playing. Um, and so I think that now it's probably all talking about the offensive line. I don't want them to be a doormat in, in the sense of being walked all over by this Colts front. Um, I want better protection for Mac Jones today so he can hopefully be more comfortable. Um, the line had a lot of issues last game. Obviously, no David Andrews again today and Marcus Cannon as well. So I think that it could be a little bit shaky. So I'm hoping that, you know, they don't get walked all over um, from the front with the Colts. And, you know, even with Jonathan Taylor out, I'm hoping that the Colts offense as well doesn't run all over the Patriots defense. So don't be a doormat. You, you know, know what I noticed? None of us mentioned Mac Jones. Like, I did. I mean, well, none of us like mentioned him as like the key that we have. Oh, no. He has to go have a good game. Like it's all on him to go out there and win this game with his arm. Like not one of us no. even came close to saying that. I, well, I think that it starts up front. Like yeah. if he's not comfortable, mm-hmm. if if he's you know constantly being sacked in this game and he's constantly you know having to scramble and escape the pocket, I think that it can be a long day for him. So I'm hoping that somehow they make an offensive line that's going to be sturdy enough for him to feel comfortable to have a good game. Yeah, and I think I mean I think part of the story too this week has been Mac Jones, the game manager, and I mean I think that's what we're kind of leaning into at least you know this week get a good defense again, you know we'll see. But I think it's just more about the mistakes. But the offensive line stuff is is absolutely a huge part of this whole puzzle. And you know I just wonder if you can give him some good protection early on if he starts to get comfortable and he starts to find a rhythm. I mean it just it doesn't seem like it's been that easy to to find those things. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. The phone number is 855 Pats 500. You can email the show at webradio at patriots.com. Uh, we'll be joined by Nate Atkins from the Indianapolis Star. He'll be jumping on with us as we go behind enemy lines in a little bit. Um, in the meantime though, let's uh let's continue with this quarterback discussion for a little bit here because this is a Colts team that yeah, can put pressure on on Mac in the backfield but also can have him holding the ball because guys aren't open because he's looking around there and Gilmore and you know the rest of these guys are are on the hips of these receivers this is uh this is the type of game where he needs to we we've seen you know other matchups over the past month that we assumed would be good for Mac to kind of play against the soft defense but he didn't play in those games now it's the Colts now it's the you know the Buffalo Bills coming up these real teams with these real defenses and I feel like he hasn't really shown that he's up for this. You yeah, know? It's, like it's, it's, I'm it's not a, sure if the offense is at all. It's the whole. It's the whole process. It's yeah. the, you know a front that the changes on the offensive line are, are new things to deal with. You got to respect the Indies offensive or defensive front. There are a bunch of guys that you know we saw last year can can take him out of his comfort zone. So another big challenge today for Mac. All right, let's uh, go ahead and get behind enemy lines with Nate Atkins. You know the view from New England. We go behind enemy lines. But what about the view from the other side? And that's why you're our favorite uh, pregame show uh, guest yeah. here every year. You guys know you tell everybody that. Oh, yeah. I was on with you guys in 2018, Thursday Night Football. Yep. And I was told I was the favorite guest of the show. <laughs> nope. No. Time now to go behind enemy lines. My God, it's coming right for us. All right, we go behind enemy lines right now. Actually, the enemy's behind our lines. That would be uh, nasty Nate Atkins who joins <laughs> us right here from the Indianapolis Star. Nate, thanks for uh, coming in. How you doing? 
Appreciate it. Appreciate you having me. I like the nasty Nate entrance. It's, uh, <laughs> of course. I get that a lot. Do you have an intro song that uh, you'd like played? For? <laughs> oh, I'm working on that. I'm not a big enough star yet. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, that's, uh, that's the next thing. Uh, Nate, this uh, Indianapolis Colts team, we were just talking about this. A little bit of upheaval uh, going on right now. Um, how's the uh, sort of reaction been among the fan base and everybody else to uh, not just the change of quarterback, but an offensive coordinator and, and sort of everything else that's going on? It seems like it's been a little chaotic. It is a little chaotic. Yeah. Just to, I, I think back, I got here uh, midseason last year, so right before the Colts played the Patriots, and uh, they managed to beat the Bills, the Patriots, the Cardinals, get to 9-6, and six, and it's amazing to see where they've come since then. And you just see it reflected in the fans. They've, they've never really enjoyed this team because th- this the city's so used to offense, and this team's averaging 16 points a game. They've crossed 20 points once in the last 10 games. So it's not been very popular here. And so some of these changes, you know, benching uh, Matt Ryan for – uh, for Sam Ellinger and, and firing the offensive coordinator, uh, you know, to fans that kind of wonder like what what that really fixes at the end of the day. I mean, the issues for this team ever since late last year has been really offensive line related. It started there, and it's it's led to injuries for quarterback and running back. So uh, it's very tough. It's been a tough team to to figure out too because that's the hardest you know part of the team to fully diagnose. And uh, but it's it's just not been working so far and people are kind of frustrated so it's interesting I was going to ask you know was it more the play calling that's causing the offensive struggles or is it the personnel but then you touched on a little bit with it being highlighted by the offensive line issues yeah the play caller actually is Frank Reich so Mm -hmm. what's interesting that was interesting they fired an offense coordinator who wasn't calling the plays (laughs) but he was he was doing something so (laughs) that's come off in a weird way to to fans uh but yeah, it's just they don't know where to go next. They don't know what to do when they can't get blocking. And so they're, they're trying so much. So benching, benching Matt Ryan for Sam Ellinger was really about getting a more mobile quarterback in there, a guy that can do some things outside of the pocket because there's no pocket. And so really it's been offensive line related. This is the highest paid offensive line in football. All five guys have been healthy every single game this year, but they've had, I think, six different combinations now up there. They just, they're trying everything, and they're just not getting a lot of success. I will say it's been a little better the past couple of weeks, but we're talking about going from from basically last in the league to, you know, maybe something you can do a little bit with, but it's it's far from being fixed. Do you have a sense of where the veterans are on this team? I mean, I just wonder when teams go through this, they get into a game like this, maybe they get behind. Where's the where's the compete level? How much fight do these guys have left? Do they see the writing on the wall that this organization is maybe going a different direction? I, I look to the leaders then of, of you know obviously Leonard on, on the on the defense, but you know just across the board, do you think those guys are are still kind of holding the or, you know kind of circling the wagon so to speak, or do you, do you wonder which way it's going to go here? What's interesting is it's very split offense and defense right now, partly because the defense is is playing well, but also I mean. Like the leaders on the offense that are left since they benched Matt Ryan are on the offensive line, and those guys are are just not playing at the levels uh, that anyone is is used to. So uh, on defense, you have guys like DeForest Buckner and Stephon Gilmore who are just such high level professionals, and they've they've said all the right things, and they're keeping this together. It helps that they're as bad as it has felt on the inside. They're three, four, and one in a in a you know a vulnerable division. So they're they've been able to stay the course enough so far to believe like. You know, we, we are right there mathematically in this if we can get it together. But uh, the more that this goes and the more that, that changes happen, there's definitely been some uh, there's definitely been some questioning and some uh, some internal conflict, which kind of led to a player getting traded, Naheem Hines, to the Bills this week. Uh, that wasn't like a big controversy, but that was a player that 
was a very respected leader in that team that just eventually decided I, I would like to go somewhere else and, and kind of get out of this. And that, that always creates a little bit of a ripple effect. Um, I was just going to mention what you what you touched on right there about the division. I mean, as bad as things look, it's not Houston and it's not Jacksonville even. And I know that the three, four, and one, you're not exactly uh, in the driver's seat for for a wild card berth, but you could be. You know, a couple of a couple of games here and there. I mean, there's there's reason to believe that this team could sort of back their way into a to a playoff uh, spot. Is that something that is that something that you find realistic? What's interesting is they've they have a track record of starting slow and finishing strong. Last yeah. year they were zero and three and they got to nine and six and then finished nine and eight. Uh, Frank Reich's first year in twenty eighteen they started one and five and they lost last time they came here and that team finished ten and six and won a playoff game. So they they tend to do this. The difference though is that was every time they've done that they start slow because they have a new quarterback and they build with that guy and right. it gets better. So to bench that quarterback in the middle of the year for you know a day three pick has. I, I don't. I don't see a great path for them because, again, they have an offensive line that that has just been problematic every game. It's hard, and I just don't know that changing the quarterback really gets them anywhere there. So, if if somehow that offensive line, which is mostly healthy and is finally getting a little bit of continuity of playing in the same spots, if they actually got back to even an average level, I could see there being some sort of path because they do still have a very good defense. But right now, between the offensive line issues, the quarterback change, Jonathan Taylor is out and is dealing with a lot of injuries. It's just kind of hard to see the the formula they've used in the past being uh, relevant this year. So obviously mobile quarterback and also you know strong running game are two things that the Patriots defense really struggles with but with Jonathan Taylor out do you think that there's still a chance that the Colts can get their running game going against the Patriots defense? I think there's a chance because of what you mentioned I mean, a couple of weeks ago I know Justin Fields and his mobility gave a lot of issues to the Patriots what's a little different there is uh, Sam Ellinger is a good athlete he's not Justin Fields 4-3 athlete so it's not quite the same thing uh, they they did do a lot of Sam just started last week for the first time and they did a lot of different things on offense they did uh, you know they did shotgun uh, zone read and uh, read option games they they did some quarterback sweeps it didn't really work last week but they're they're trying to get better at that so they've diversified that and that did Jonathan Taylor did start to look like Jonathan Taylor the problem is he got hurt again so now they're down to Deion Jackson and again it it'll help them a little bit to have the mobile quarterback but it, it really is on the offensive line because Deion Jackson's actually a very fast player and he's come a long way as a pro but he he's not going to create holes that aren't there so really it comes down to um, them getting first level blocks. I know the Patriots have struggled once guys get to the second level, breaking it further. He has the speed to do that, but they they have to get something going a little bit on the offensive line, give them a chance. Just defensively, what do you expect from the Colts? Patriots got some offensive line issues. You mentioned Buckner. I mean, he's a big problem. Um, you know, it seems like they're kind of coming into their own a little bit. But but what would you kind of expect to see from them today? Yeah, it's a pretty good defense. It's different than the past few years. They've, they've thrived on turnovers, and that really helped them in this matchup a year ago. They got a couple turnovers. Uh, Shaquille Leonard picked off Mac Jones. was a big moment in that game, and they haven't gotten them this year partly because Shaquille Leonard is not healthy. He's not playing a whole lot. He'll play today, but he just hasn't looked like himself at all. But really the strength of this defense is DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart in the middle of that line. They, they are just incredible right now. I I don't know why teams keep running up the middle on third and one, fourth and one. It never works against this team. So if that's one tip I can uh, <laughs> can offer, just do not run up the middle on those situations. So if you know, it's, they get quitty payback on the defensive line. So that's really the strength is that that front four. And they do have you know, Stephon Gilmore is playing at, at a Pro Bowl level, like like you guys saw for for a few years. He's 
he's really the reason they've won a couple of the games. They beat the Chiefs and the Broncos when he forced turnovers very late in that, those games. So if they can, you know, their, their model is stop the run, force teams to throw, and if they can get teams to f- to play in desperate situations, they're they could be a really good defense. Again, usually they're not in that spot because their offense isn't scoring enough to. They, they fall behind. Teams get conservative, but if they can get the Patriots to sort of have to push it and like really push it into the half or or go some kind of tempo offense, that's when they're at their best with uh, with Stephon Gilmore kind of waiting back there in coverage and DeForest Buckner and all those guys up front kind of wreaking some havoc. All right, this is Nate Atkins, Indianapolis Star. You can find him on Twitter at Nate Atkins as he comes behind enemy line. Is there any juice left, by the way, in the Colts Patriots uh, rivalry in India? I know you uh, uh, probably came and talked about this last year, but I wasn't here, so I don't know. Is that still like a thing? Even does it is care a about thing. that? It, it is? is a thing. That, that was one of the first games I was back to for the last Ellinger, year. Ellinger Mac Jones match. No, I just that, feel like there's not as much juice there. You know, not not this specific <laughs> game. I, I think fans would enjoy if they won today. Right. But yeah, they, no. Last year, it's much different. Than last year, when both when both teams were fighting for the playoffs, it was Sunday yeah. night football. That was a huge moment for this city. They they just loved winning that game. But yeah. this, this matchup. Uh, and this team does not quite have the same uh, the same vigor. Not to quite it. there at the level. All right. Well, Nate, great job. Thanks for coming down, and uh, we certainly appreciate the time. Wait, wait. Me. Before he goes, he has to give his prediction. Oh my God, I always forget this. What do you got? Okay, um, I'm going with <laughs> the Patriots today. I have a hard time seeing uh, the Colts go on the road and win <laughs> when uh, without Jonathan Taylor. I think that was the reason, the main sole reason they won last year. That and a healthy Shaquille Leonard. Shaquille's not healthy. Jonathan Taylor's not out there. So. I would be surprised if they went out and won this one today, but it, you know, maybe they'll have a chance because I do think it'll be low scoring. Yeah, how low scoring? Yeah, score. that's what I, I okay. need to score. Okay, I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Patriots seventeen to ten. Seventeen yeah. to ten. Sounds like okay. a snooze fest. All right, thanks, Nate. Uh, we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. All right, that is uh, Nate Atkins of the Indianapolis Star again on Twitter at Nate Atkins. If you want to uh, check out his stuff, he sees the Patriots winning a low scoring bout, uh, seventeen to ten. Which I'll be honest with you, I don't think is a, is a crazy prediction at all. Oh, I think no. that's probably what we're going to be seeing here. I, I think that's in line, depending on the mistakes. I think that's what's going to be play a big part in this game is is the mistakes and. I mean, as Nate mentioned, the, the Colts aren't taking it away a ton. And, right. and I think this Patriots team, we know what happens when they take the ball away, when they give the ball away, what kind of games those end up being for them. So uh, ball security, as always, very important. I think it's going to be very interesting considering both offensive lines are bad or mm. struggling. And also both teams are having issues in the red zone. So it would be interesting if it's one of those games it's that... It's called a rock fight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be interesting if it's one of those, you know, those awful Thursday night games where the score is like 0-0 zero, zero going yeah. into the third and you're like, what what are we watching? See, I'm not going <laughs> to give away my score prediction, but I just I have a feeling this is going to be the classic of the last couple years Patriots script game where they come out there might be like a Colts turnover. They get an easy score, and all of a sudden it's just rolling. And I, that's that's what I feel like today is it's it's going to be shutdown city for the Patriots defense. But but I'll get to that in the preview. I don't want to. Whichever team wins is going to carry their kicker and punter off. We do that every week here. Nick Folk, come on. True. Nick Folk's going to be player of the week again. It's going to be great. Nick Folk's going to have one of the like Cleopatra used to get carried out. We're just going to bring him in and out on one of those. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. <laughs> uh, Bridgestone is the official tire of the New England Patriots, and Bridgestone tires are now on sale through December 10th at all Sullivan Tire locations. Visit SullivanTire.com for a location near you. Quick break. When we come back, we'll get to your phone calls at 855-PATS-500, and we'll do our over-unders as well. That's coming up next here on Patriots Pregame. 
TouchView Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, TouchView also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra. 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. Mike, now we get a chance to see you. And and, and if you're not feeling well, why on earth are you sitting out in the bowl at Gillette Stadium? Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Christian Arcan. All right, we're back here. It's Patriots pregame presented by Duncan, fueled by Duncan. And, uh, hey, Patriots fans, it's always game on with Duncan, which is why grabbing a coffee is the most important game day ritual because the best call for football is Duncan, the official coffee of the New England Patriots. America runs on Duncan. We're running on Duncan. Actual donuts, not even the coffee. Where uh, you are, uh, Tamara's got the coffee got over the there. coffee noise going. It's, uh, that, that's what's happening in this room right now, as uh, as usual. we got phone calls to get to at 855-PATS-500. Uh, is uh, any follow-up we have on any Anything Nate Atkins had to say? 
Uh, I was just going to make one little follow-up. Yes. Uh, Quiddy Pay, he mentioned, is going to play. And a uh, guy from Rhode Island, his uh, his mom's going to be at the game. First time he's seen him play today. Just All a right. little human interest story oh. there for the people. So, you know, always nice when a mom That's gets nice, too. To She's good game. with that. I've yeah. got some yeah. more human interest stuff. It's basically Tamara interest stuff. But <laughs> the best thing ever happened this week, guys. Look who I met. Who is it? I can't see. I can't see. Oh, I oh is that Mariska Hargitay? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Wow. Yeah, everybody that knows. Be, that's a big moment for Christian, you. Christian, okay, so you were aware of the Law and Order. We uh, just, made I just, I just made aware of it. Yeah. Okay. I literally almost died. I texted my mom. Well, first, my sister texted me. She was like, Mariska's outside. Olivia, Law and Order. Like, she wasn't making any sense. I'm like, what? She's like, she's outside. Silver dress. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to die. I texted my mom. I was like, send an ambulance to my location. Like, I don't think I'm going to make it. Like, did she, did she sign something for you? No, but this picture is just right. worth a thousand words. Where was it? This was at a Glamour Woman of the Year oh, event. Oh, you okay. won that? I did not oh. win. I was just there. Were you, nomi- were you nominated? <laughs> I was just there, so I wouldn't get fined. So just why were you not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just there, so not get fined. I was just there. Um, but she was so nice and like... Yeah. Just everything I thought she would be. You know when you meet like famous people, you got to get Chris Maloney. They're not that now. great. Oh, I've had she was I've great. had good and bad famous people, good and bad ones. But yeah, yeah. She no, was Hollywood over here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she was great, and I'm just yeah, it, it feels unreal. <laughs> I'm obsessed. And that was Law and Order. <laughs> that was Law and, Law and Order moment with Tamara. That yes. is a uh, <laughs> big moment, and uh, congratulations. Tamara, interest story is done. All right. The uh, Patriots are taking on the Indianapolis Colts in about, uh, well, just under two hours now here at Gillette Stadium. You guys want to talk about it, so let's get to your phone calls at 855-PATS-500. We'll begin with John, who it looks like is right in the parking lot outside. What's up, John? Hey, how's it going? Hey, John, John how you doing? Oh, not too bad. I just think what the Patriots are about to do to the Colts is going to be an episode of SVU coming up. <laughs> Ice-T is going to be investigating it? Uh, Literally. Yeah, I like it. All right, thanks, John. Uh, let's try uh, Floyd, who is in Michigan. Hello, Floyd. Oh, Floyd. Hey, Floyd! Floyd! Good, good, oh. good morning, everybody. Good morning, Floyd. Morning. Um, I have a question about Mac Jones, but... So there used to be a cartoon I used to watch, and it was called Captain of the Planet. It was Captain Planet. Captain of the Planet. Was, yeah, I'm sorry, Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah, I remember and Captain it Planet. Envi- it, w- it was an environmental show. Right. But you had these five kids with these superpowers. One was like wind, and you could see them, and then the fire. and The, and, the and, rings had the superpowers. Then, yeah. And then, and then the, there was one kid who punched the ground, and the earth opened up. He was, he was the earth. Then there was this fifth kid, and he yelled out, heart. And you're like, wait, what? Matt Jones reminds me of that kid. When I look at all the other quarterbacks drafted, you can see Trevor Lawrence and, 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 and Justin Fields and Trey Lance and, and Zach Wilson. You can see the arm and the talent. And you got guys like Evan Lazar saying, be patient. He needs a third year. Fear Perry. And I'm trying to figure out, well, what is Matt Jones' trait? What is he special at? What is he good at? Why should we – what are we waiting for? What do you see for Matt Jones that makes you say, 
That's the guy. That's what we should wait for him. That's my question. Uh, because he's a hero and he's going to take pollution down to zero. That's why. Uh, just like Captain Planet did. Um, I feel like I'm unprepared to answer this question because I'd never heard of this cartoon. Never heard of Captain Planet? He's no. a hero. He's no. going to take pollution down to zero. I think I'm too oh, old. No. It's a cartoon. Who was the guy? He well, it was the lamest cartoon. I'm not cartoon. above cartoons guy. I just don't know this one. It was the lamest cartoon there was. It was right like after Voltron and like all the cool oh, ones sort of Voltron. died off. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they tried to force this environmental save the uh, planet uh, no. superhero on us. And I was just I was just sort of aging out of that anyway, but that was it. That Grandpa was it will be over in the corner while you guys finish this conversation. <laughs> so, so what did he say, Max? The guy who just yells heart was that? Did I did I hear that correctly? Um, yells yeah, I heart. forget which one. Guys, the and they got to combine their powers to get Captain Planet. Exactly. I know. I mean, I get I get what Floyd's asking though, and I didn't. You know, I, I mean, I, he's asking what you know. What's the what's the standout trait? What makes this? What makes Mac Jones a, a starting quarterback and an, a potential impact starting quarterback for the Patriots? And I mean, I would have to point more to last year of, of what we saw initially out of the gate from him, which was just, you know, comfort in the pocket, I would say. Haven't seen as much of that this year. I think he's been a little bit thrown off. But uh, probably easier question to answer last year when we were in the season as a rookie than we are now where, you know, he's been injured and, and there's been a new offense and it's been, you know, herky-jerky. There hasn't been really anything to kind of grab grasp onto this season with Mac Jones. And I think that's why it's such a hot-button topic and everybody wants to talk about, you know, can he – you know, get to that next step. Can he even just, you know, get back to a game where he doesn't throw an interception and, you know, maybe has a really couple nice touchdown tosses. Like, the good things outweigh the negatives. You haven't really seen that yet this year. And, and I so I get where Floyd's coming from, wondering at this point, you know, yeah. are we kind of at a crossroads with him? I would say... I would say I'd like to see Mac Jones have one game this year that was as good as Bailey Zappi's game against Cleveland. Like, is that asking too much? We just don't make any mistakes. You know, and you like just kind of deliver the, the ball and, and that you was the best quarterback the game that any quarterbacks had this year. Yeah, was I mean, that game? That was Zappy's game against Cleveland. Can Mac do that? Can he do that once? Like, is that asking too much that he yeah. plays as well as his? Backup? I'm asking for a lot more than that. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm asking for a game that he plays extremely well under adverse uh, conditions. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I know yep. he can do the yep. the Bailey Zappy game against Cleveland. He did that seven times last year. Like, I know he can do that. I want to see him face some adversity and fight through and make those kinds of plays and maybe lead the team from behind. Now, I don't necessarily want to see that today because <laughs> I, I don't think this is a team that they should be falling behind and having to right. chase multiple scores. I think something went wrong yep. if that's happening. But that's you know like that's what I'm looking to see. And the, the further development of Mac Jones I'd like to see can lead the team from behind, uh, can do it without the running game leading the way, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, last year in that Colts game, it was one of several games where I thought they got really burned on special teams. The Patriots yep. oh, did. Oh, they were terrible that they day. They were really, really bad that day, and it was something that kind of followed them through the rest of that uh, end of the season, that last month of the season. Um, what are your guys' impressions special teams-wise so far this year? Because that could come up today. Still pretty bad. Still bad, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Jake last Bailey. Game was I, I don't think Nick Other than the bad. kickers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, last, I would say last game was better. Last um, game was excellent. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with some mistakes yeah. by the team recovering the ball. I mean, you could have had a nice punt recovery inside the five yeah. there, kind of mm-hmm. like. And but even that even that, I thought was a good plays. punt yep. and a good play yep. and kind of unfortunate. Yep. And I'm not even sure that the refs got it right. To be honest with you, I, I think they may have down that at the six. But my 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 feeling is they will. I'd be stunned if they have a bad special teams game today because that's all that you heard from like the Matthew Slaters of the yeah. world, mm. was how bad they were on special mm-hmm. teams against the Colts and Ray Ventrone last year. But, I, I, I mean, I have to highlight Nick Folk and, and take him out of this conversation. But, I mean, I think over, you know, the previous few years, especially like 19, 20, they won a lot of games 
because of special teams. And I don't feel like the last couple of years, like it, they've either survived their special teams, notwithstanding Nick Folk. I mean, I, I don't want to include him in this kind of you know, right. topic, but I, I just sort of eliminate not making yeah, the same kind the of, you know, in the pump blocks, in, 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 you know, big returns, like those things that they got a couple of years ago that were really a key part of them overcoming the transition from Tom Brady through Cam Newton to Mac Jones. Like you needed to lean on the special teams and they were making positive game changing plays. And now it's like they're either okay or they're you know making some mistakes especially you know last year with the, like you mentioned especially with with against the Colts with the block punts and you know those things going on so would love to see them start you know with with Marcus Jones maybe getting some plus punt return yeah. yardage uh, even in the kickoff return seeing a little bit more out of him seeing those things start to help help things a little bit more rather than just kind of being a passenger I feel like this is a game where you could potentially see some trickery on special teams just because with both offenses potentially struggling so much, especially yep. in the red zone. I mean, this could be a game where you do see another one-side kick or you might see a fake on fourth down. That Hopefully. I'd like to see that Colts fake from, uh, from what, 2014? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the greatest. I feel Bust like that one out this, again. This could be one of those games, um, and hopefully the Patriots are ready for it like Peppers was. I want to see Nick Folk run like 30 yards. <laughs> I just want to see what that would look like. Oh, there'd like be a lot of muscles awesome. getting pulled like 38 years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Uh, Is yeah, it really 38? Waving by as he runs The coverage, you know, you, you're looking at the coverage, you're looking at the returns. Yeah. You know, and, you know, when you get kicks blocked like they did last year, like that's part of it. Yeah. Th- th- they they need to be uh, more consistent. I did think last week was a, a good mm-hmm. step in that regard. I you know we talked about a couple like under the radar kind of things, stopping a pair of kickoffs inside the twenty yard line. That's a big field position thing for an offense that's not very good with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing this week. You don't want to let an indie offense get out you know around the thirty on a kickoff return. You know back them up inside the twenty five and, and and make them go the the long r- uh, route. And I'm not sure they'll be able to do that. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the phones. What do you say? 855-PATS-500, that is the phone number. A lot of you waiting patiently want to jump on and uh, get your thoughts out there, including Patty, who is over in Agawam. Hello, Patty. What's going on, lady and gentlemen? Hey, Patty. Hey. Uh, so I'm gonna, got a question for you all, but before I get into that, I, Paul, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I see a low, lower scoring game, uh, maybe a little bit higher than what you predicted, maybe somewhere like in the 2016-2017 range. But after week one, we saw Billy Yates come down to the or be on the sideline for the entire game. Where in week one, he was, the first half he was up in the booth, and then came down for the second half. Do you guys know? Because I don't know. Has has he been on the sideline since then? Or because uh, to me, with David Andrews out and some missing pieces and not a lot of depth, I mean, it, it make it would make more sense to have. You're even just your assistant coach, so Matt Patricia could focus on or on running the offense, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, fair enough. Certainly, Patty. Thanks for the call. Tough. I'm actually uh, looking at a video right now of uh, Billy Yates talking with Isaiah Wynn and Yadney Kajust, uh, who with Marcus Cannon out are probably your two right tackles if they're going to yeah. rotate him or if Wynn's going to get the start. I don't know who's going to start. Yeah. But, um, yeah, how, how hands-on has he been, Paul? I think he's down on the field. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen him. You know, we, we don't go to the road games, so I'm not – you know, take an inventory of the of, of all the coaches, but I think he's been yeah on the field, right? I think so. I don't. I mean, My? I don't see why they would have changed it, but hard hard to tell, especially with road games. But I'll keep an eye on it for today. Yeah, and you know, in terms of you know, this sounds silly, but like, is if 
is David Andrews, will he be on the bench today? Because, you know, he was really active in the preseason sure. helping some of the younger mm-hmm. offensive linemen as a coach-type player to the point where Bill sort of scoffed at Well, he is a captain. You know, he's yeah. a captain for five years. Yeah. So <laughs> Concussed, I don't know. I, yeah, but, I well, that's, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm wondering about. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it, it, will he be able to do that? Because I think that would be a valuable help yeah. to Matt Patricia and Billy Yates to have David Andrews there to, to help out, um, you know, the, the guys that are playing and you know even like Cole Strange who's played now you know eight games but used to being next to David Andrews and now sort of getting used to James Ferentz mm-hmm. alright let's go do you go. like the, the Bill I impersonation love that was, that was good you close your eyes it's like he's right here uh, <laughs> let's go to Kyle who is out in Colorado Kyle where in Colorado are you if I may ask <laughs> oh, just, um, South Park west of Pueblo uh, west of Pueblo oh down on the uh, down on the western slope there Oh, yeah. That's what everybody was thinking. Very oh, good. All right. What's up? lonely down here being a Pats fan. Thank I'm sure. God for once, they suck. So now I get all the Patriots apparel down here. Um, <laughs> what's going on? Real quick question for you guys and Gail. Um, if we totally smash down on the Colts today, is this uh, something with the division getting a little bit tighter between the Dolphins and the um, Jets? Is this something we can make a run for a wild card spot at with the remaining of our um, schedule? Or is this just kind of waiting water at this point in time. Uh, yeah, I mean, they I can definitely win this one. I they mean. can definitely make a run for a wild card, but I mean, I'm not just penciling in losses for the other teams. No. No. Well, win today Jets, doesn't necessarily get today, you any closer yeah. to Miami. Yeah. No. Probably I'm, get you closer to the Jets cuz the Jets are playing Buffalo, but I mean, this is I mean, I don't nothing against the Colts, but as far as what's lining up for the next, you know, few weeks, I mean, this is about as easy as it's going to get. You have for to you. win this game and you have to win the next you know, one. I think that next Jets game is 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 going to be every bit a grind like the last one was and, you know, and then we're getting into the Buffaloes, the Minnesotas, I mean, just you know, good teams that are that are definitely locked in on the playoffs. So they, I think today is is, is a gotta win, and you know, I think this could be, you know, one of those points in the season where all right, we got to five and four, we got a bye week, we're feeling pretty good about ourselves. But I think the real season starts in two weeks against the Jets. That's when you really start to lock in. I think on, on all this stuff. I love Zach Wilson's reaction after the game. He's like, "Well, we'll see, we'll see him again in two weeks." It's like, "Wait, you're gonna throw five picks in that game? Like, what, what, are, you, what are you acting uh, tough now? Like, what are you talking about?" Yeah. Let me tell you what. I, let me show you what I did wrong. <laughs> yeah, do a little exactly. uh, little Dirk Diggler. Yeah. do one of those. Uh, no question about it. All right, let's try uh, Moses Moises, who was in Connecticut. Moises, hi. Good morning, guys. How's everybody doing? Hey, good morning. Hi. I'm well, thank you. Tamir, how's it going, my Patriots sister? You know what? The Patriots need to score more touchdowns this week instead of last week against the New York Jets. Yep. I agree. I'm tired of the field goals. I don't want to see five and field I'm goals tired today. Because I've been, you know, I've been a diehard Patriot fan since our first Super Bowl loss to the '85 Bears. Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm in the spot where I need to see like a Hunter Henry touchdown cooked up today. Maybe a Johnny Smith. Maybe. I mean. Anything, whoa, whoa, anything, whoa, whoa. anything but. <laughs> John Smith, come on. I mean, anything but five field goals. I mean, give it to Ramondre. I mean, just I feel like there has to be something in the playbook where the, where they can feel comfortable with Mac in the red zone to be able to throw a touchdown pass. Um, or there's got to be or something. Jacoby, maybe. Or Jacoby. <laughs> I mean, have Jacoby throw it. Oh, oh that. <laughs> hey, speaking of Jacoby <laughs> and the wide receivers, I didn't know this until today, but mm-hmm. uh, the Patriots were in on Chase Claypool, which I thought was interesting because I feel like they have like four Chase Claypool types already. I don't, I, I don't, I missed the, that uh, in the room yeah. right now. Florio, Florio had it. Oh, yeah, Florio yeah, okay. said that they were in, um, okay. and uh, so was I. Forget there was another team who was in too, but they went with um, Terry Bradshaw still dead. 
they were going by who would give them the best pick, and so yeah. I guess that's I don't know if the I, Patriots offered a second I, or what they did. I don't get it. I would yeah. not have gone in on Chase. I love Chase Claypool. I mean Notre Dame guy, but right. I would not have gone in on that. Why My not? guess is Mm-mm. so that made no sense. What did he say they were willing to give up? I don't know exactly what he said they were willing to give up, just that they were in on him, and he went for a second-round pick, so I'd imagine it was something close to that if he's writing about I it, right? I don't. Well, plus a receiver, I would think. Yeah. You know, maybe right. trying to off offload one of the receivers. I don't know. I don't know. I, on the surface, that one wouldn't have made a lot of sense to me. me I, like, I like Claypool no, as a player. Me I mean, I, but he's kind of always been a handful. Yeah. What about uh, Florio says yeah. that uh, the Patriots were in up until the end. I have reason to believe the Patriots were in until the very end. So they were uh, close on somebody. They, they were. were. Yeah. Not according to Bill. Yeah, they would have had to move. So that room's too crowded as it is. I won't uh, overuse it. Think. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm crying. Florida. Paul, this <laughs> All right. is great. Let's try a con. I, I missed that, though, the Florio. I missed that Florio I report. I don't get it. I don't get that. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. No, me neither. Well, he likes him. Bill was gushing about him in that Pittsburgh week, right? Going on about big and his catch radius it's and all hard that to stuff. Tell though, when he's gushing about real things and he's gushing about things he wants you to think he's gushing about. True. So that's true. I don't know. Um, all right, before we get to uh, before we get to um, our overs and our unders, let's take one more call. Here's Colin in Seattle, Washington. Hi, Colin. Hey guys, how you doing? What's up? Hey, uh, so I was just wondering. Uh, I know with the Parker injury uh, in previous games where Myers is out, we went to him early on with like the underneath crosses. I know you guys talking about it on PU earlier in the week. Uh, would you guys look to see if you can get Thornton involved in Parker's spot uh, early on just to get the offense going this week? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's perfect. You know, put him on the outside. Sure. Let him run goes and comebacks and, you know, maybe sl- those little slants that they throw to Parker a ton. But keep him on the outside of the formation and just try to get his speed. Try to give the rest of the NFL something to think about maybe once or twice. Just take a shot to him. I mean, that's probably, you know, a Tamara thing, kind of dialing up something. <laughs> um, but I don't think there's any question anybody – who is in on this team doesn't want Tyquan Thornton to, you know, have have a few big plays and you know start to build some momentum and some good feelings about going forward and going into next year about what you know he might potentially be able to do. All right. Uh, well, then, without any further ado, why don't we get to our overs and our unders? It's time for this week's edition of Over Unders. You're over me. When were you under me? All right, we'll begin with uh, how we went last week. Mike, you were two and four, which brings your season total to twenty three and twenty five, which is you know on the on the not, rebound. Not great. Uh, Paul, five and one on the over unders oh, wow. last week, not bad. Uh, you're up to twenty six and twenty two. Hardy was three and three. He's where you are, Mike, at twenty three and twenty five. I was three and three, holding steady at six and six. And Tamara, three and three uh, as well last week. So here's our first over under. Hold it on is, one second, real quick. Yes, because the Colts have announced they're inactive. Zach Moss will oh. be inactive. So. Um, this is really another sha- blow to the It's, it's really sh- shaping up as one of those games that you really need to, to shut this team down. Yeah. yeah, they have nothing going offensively. Yep. Yeah, they really don't. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> that's a lot of guys out there. All right, uh, so here's our first over under, and it is Mac Jones rushing yards. Mac Jones rushing yards. <laughs> the over under is twelve and a half rushing yards. I love it. I'm going to take the over. I think uh, Mac's going to have at least a few of those uh, scrambles. Nobody's open. Tuck it and run, Mac. Give me, t- give me the over. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take the over too, but I'm going to say this. I hope it goes under. I think it's a bad <laughs> sign if it goes over. I, I, I would like to see him more conventionally moving the ball, yeah. uh, but I think Mike is right. That's fair. I'm going to take the over. I agree. Um, I think it's going to be over, even though when he does a lot of that scrambling, it makes me cringe um, because I'm just so scared that he's going to get hurt again. But, and especially with the offensive line issues, I could definitely see him 
running a lot more than we want him to. Okay. Hardy is also taking the over, which means I'm going to take the under because <laughs> that's the way I've been doing these. Play it. I am contrarianing this, these things. sounds like a Fred thing to do. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I just I can't, <laughs> I can't go with the crowd on this one. Uh, let's see. Jacoby Myers, the number of receptions that he has in this game, that number is uh, five and a half, over or under. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to ride the hot hand. I think that he looks like the guy that Mac Jones looks to the most. So I'm going to expect that to continue. You don't think Stephon Gilmore would take Jacoby Myers all game, do you? No, third downs maybe, but yeah. So I'm going to take the over. Over on five and a half, Deuce. Um, yeah, I like it. I love Jacoby. I'll take the over. Okay. Over. Over for Tamara. Um, Hardy is going under. Hmm. And I think I'm going to go over too, just because I think he's going to get fed a lot. Uh, yeah. Max sort of, Max sort of zeroed in on him. And, yeah, that's, um, that's my feeling. Yeah. That's that's kind of where it, where it looks, and it's not even necessarily that he's always open or that he's even the right guy in the right play each time. It's just that that's where Max looking. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go over that too. I know he's going to get more th- more targets than that, and he's usually pretty short-handed. Uh, so I think that's a safe one. All right, let's go with uh, the first touchdown yards either team. Um, the over-under of yards it takes to score the first touchdown is eight and a half. Hmm? Mm. Tamara, you want to take this one first? Um, I'm going to say under. Under for Tamara. All right. Anybody else? Deuce? I'm going to go under, too. I feel like it's 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 going to be a grind. Not a lot of big plays. I, I, see I think it's like a two-yard, yeah, you know, Ramondre up yard. the middle, <laughs> and he gets 2.1 yards. So I'm going to go under, too. Yeah, I think that, that makes a lot of sense. I'll take the under. All right, Hardy is also taking the under, which means I'm going over, baby. <laughs> give me a nice, give me a Big nice play. bomb down oh, the sideline. That's Just what I'm because we for. said that, it's going to be positive. another one of those um, third down and ten Ramondre touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> let's take a, a nice quick rumble into the end zone. Quick pause here. Um, inactives: David Andrews, Devontae Parker, obviously, uh, Christian Barmore, Damian Harris, Kevin Harris, Joshua Bledsoe, Sean Wade, and Sam Roberts. So Barmore, I mean, was back another in one practice him, this yeah. week, but another missed game for him. I mean, Kevin Harris, a little interesting. You've got, um, you know, J.J. Taylor getting promoted. So J.J. Taylor going to be active, Pierre Strong. Um, so you'll have those guys behind Ramondre. Yeah, and Strong was de- dealing with the hamstring, but he's he's up. And also you get Kyle Duggar, Duggar. back. Yep. So. Doug. Definitely good to have Duggar back. Um, should we be worried about Barmore at this point? Yeah, I mean that's. I mean at this point, I feel like just get him. You know, two weeks to rest now, and, and hopefully he'll be back after the bye. But but uh, I think it's it's a big blow not having him. He's he's an active, disruptive handful for a lot of teams to deal with, and, and not having him is 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 it hurts. Sure. Uh, with Damian Harris out after that breakout performance from Stevenson, I think there's a great chance for him to continue that. Obviously, they're going to have to lean on him. And, you know, he was really one of the only things that was working in the offense last week. I know they won the game, but uh, without him and Myers, really, I mean, that offense was struggling. Yeah, what are they going to do if, if, you know, if they can't get Ramondre going? You know, I mean, if he can't yeah. get it going today, it's... it's well, I know. would say, what are they going to do with the offense if they don't get the turnovers? Because I think you saw the offense yeah. without anything going last week. Yeah. And even with the and turnovers, you, you win the game because you force the tur- well, you know, force the turnovers, take advantage of the turnovers, whatever you how you want to refer to it. That would be my concern: is what happens when the other team is not giving it away? Because yeah. um, we we talk a lot about protecting the ball, sixteen turnovers, sixteen takeaways. <laughs> you know, it's like Nukalouche. You know, yeah. <laughs> also new league record. You know, they lead the league in everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good point. All right, well, there you go. There's your inactives for the Patriots and the Colts. Let's continue with our over-unders. How about first half total points for the Patriots? 
The over under there is ten and a half points. Can they give uh, Can they give you a ten spot in the first <laughs> half, I, or go gonna, over that? I'm going to go over on this oh, one. Wow. I, I think they Dude, get a, feeling I think bullish. I think they get a good start um, and and get up, you know, over ten by the halftime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take the over too. I, I I do think this is going to be one of those games. The other team's going to make mistakes. You're going to get set up and. I think it's going to be maybe a little easier to win this game than I had sort of originally forecasted. Tamara. She's agonizing I don't over like this one. I, I don't like this at all, so I'm going to go under. Under. I'm with you. I'm going under, too. I think it's going to be like 3 nothing at the half <laughs> at this game. Um, I think it's going to be one of those type of games. What's Hardy got? Um, Hardy is the over. Hardy picked the over on this one. So, uh, yeah. Um, pretty even there. I think that's probably our most uh, diverse uh, – uh, smattering of answers so far. All right, let's go with Sam Ellinger and his passing yard. Is it Ellinger or Ellinger, by the way? Gur. I've heard I've heard it both ways, I but I think Gur. it's Gur. Gur? Go All right, let's go with Gur. Gif. Sam Ellinger. Gif. Gif. <laughs> passing yards. The over under is two hundred and two point five yards with the hook. What do you uh, what do you guys think there? Is this me? I guess. Sure. Uh, I will take the under. Um, under. I think if the Patriots get the lead and he has to throw, it could be a long day for for young Sam. Under. Sam Wise. Uh, yeah, I'm under two on that one. Under. I think it's going to be a tough grind for Sam Wise and Frodo up the mountain. <laughs> All right. No one knows what you're talking about except for Morel. So. Uh, He's fist pumping in there. He's so excited. <laughs> Tamara, you also said under. Mm-hmm. Hardy said under. I guess I'm going to have to go over just to uh, <laughs> stick with my dumb contrarian thing that I'm doing. And finally, <laughs> the total score, over under of the total score is 39 and a half. Awfully, awfully low. Uh, we already had Nate Atkins come in here and say he thinks it's going to be a 17 to 10 type of game. So we know he's got the under. What do you guys think? Oh, I'm so under on this. Under. One. <laughs> so under. Never been more under. I've never been. All right. Yeah, I want to take the under as well. Under. Under. You have to go under with. I do guys. have to go under you because I've been talking to. all this crap There's about no how no way. one's going to score. <laughs> <There's> no <laughs> See, I'm, pay- I'm painting myself into a corner here. What's I can't carry in this one. Uh, he's under. Like I, I got to go under. The only way this goes over is if Sam comes out and plays like Sam Darnold <laughs> and throws like five picks. If I have the over under of the first half for the Patriots under ten and a half, then how could I possibly go over here? Unless I think both teams just go nuts in the second half. Hmm. Could that happen? Maybe could it? I'm trying. I'm trying my. Ba- I'm reaching deep down to try and be an a hole here. Considering <laughs> uh, I don't think I can considering do it. <laughs> both of these teams have better defenses than offenses, I just no. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you guys. All right, there we go. Uh, the over unders in the books uh, here on this uh, on this Sunday, the sixth of November. Glorious sign against the Colts. Beautiful I cannot, weather. Cannot believe it out there. We should have done the show outside. Maybe up we on should. the ramps. That, that would have be been legal. way better. Mingle way with better. the fans. It's mm-hmm. beautiful outside. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't. Is, you wouldn't know what my, month it is. This is my type of weather. <laughs> it's like kind of humid. This November. Is my type of weather. Uh, yeah, certainly. All right, there you go. Uh, the phone number again is eight five five Pats five hundred. If you'd like to uh, jump in and join the conversation, if you would like to email, you can do so at webradio at patriots dot com. Um, we uh, gave you the inactives there in the middle of the over and the unders. Uh, we got the Patriots and the Colts, and uh, who they have out for the Colts. Their running game really decimated, I would say. And uh, for the Patriots, the only real surprises I saw in there, I don't know if Harris was even a surprise. I'd say probably not. Barmore a little bit um, just because he practiced this week. But other than that, I think you got, uh, you know, pretty uh, pretty regular thing. Is Sean Wade ever going to play, by the way? Are we ever yeah. going to see Sean Wade play? Doesn't, I mean, it doesn't seem like he uh, – I mean, he's clearly behind Jack Jones right now mm. who, uh, you know, had an illness this week. So he's uh, he's able to push through that. So 
Um, you know, I just I, I like I would just say generally I like seeing young guys get chances, and you know I'd love to see you know Pierre Strong get some chance today. I'd love to see you know Jack Jones continuing to build. Like anytime those rookies can get out there, Marcus Jones continue to build and progress as players. I think it's a, a good thing. And you know, you get to the bye week next week, maybe you're going to reevaluate things a little bit, figure out you know where you could maybe make some changes. But just the more the young guys play, the better. But yeah, I agree. Sean Wade's kind of been, um, you know, just a, a depth piece. Not really part of any of the cornerback con- conversation here. Uh, yeah, I would uh, I would tend to agree with you there. All right, again, the number 855-PATS-500. You can uh, check in at webradio at patriots.com. We're going to take a quick break, but before we do, I want to let you know that Dom's is now the official steak tip of the New England Patriots. Dominate the grill this season with a tailgate box subscription. Visit domsausage.com, choose your plan, and get curated boxes filled with our quality meats delivered to your doorstep ready for uh, to grill for the game. You will be the MVP of the tailgate season if you call Dom's. All right, quick break. We'll be right back here on Patriots. Patriots pregame. Touchview Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, Touchview also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, Think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. 
Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. Little song, little dance, little seltzer down the pants. That's, again, the shoes. Just humongous. Like the size of clown shoes. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Christian Arcan. Okay, we're back here. This is Patriots pregame, fueled by Duncan as we uh, get our fuel here and get ready for kickoff. Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts. Patriots coming off of a uh, win over the Jets last week as uh, they now have a chance this week to pass them in the standings, potentially. Uh, That's something that one of the callers asked about. Can the standings get a little bit tighter here? And they certainly can. A Patriots win and a likely Jets loss. They're playing Buffalo, I think, in Buffalo, right? Yeah, that gets them up to third place. That could get them them to third place, which... um, Or tied for second if Miami loses, too. That's a good point, yeah. But they would technically still be in third, but... The Dolphins are on the road against the Bears, I think. Correct. Who I would imagine take Miami in that game if I was a a betting man. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, the Jets, I mean, that's a a real opportunity. We got, uh, you know, still got an hour to go here in the show. And Mm -hmm. I think we all have kind of talked about the Colts a little bit and the limited offense. Step back. Who are you rooting for? Jets? Bills? You're a Patriots fan, Uh, I'm assuming. I get what you're going at. And I I would Mm -hmm. say the Jets, but I feel like it's a hopeless cause. Like, I mean, I think the Jets will probably give them a little bit of... At what point do you start to root for Buffalo just to win Mm -hmm. those games? Against the the division teams, no, I'm there now. If, I'm if, there now. Yeah, like if Buffalo's yeah, playing, yeah. you know, yeah. the Chargers, and you want to root for the Chargers, you know, that might not be a good example. If Buffalo's playing the Bucks or the Packers last week, you're, you're rooting for the Packers. You know, mm-hmm, give them mm-hmm. a loss. The loss for the team that Buffalo is playing probably helps you more than a Bills loss would help you right now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If they're playing in an AFC team. Yeah, I think. I think Are you the there ship, yet? I well, think I'm there, Paul. I think the ship has sailed for I me. I don't know I, if I'm there yet. No. But I think that's probably the the wisest course of action. I'm there because I never really thought the Patriots were in the Bills' class. Well, I don't either, but just because I think that doesn't mean I'm right. Well, (laughs) I think I'm right. (laughs) Well, that just tells me a lot lot about you. That's right. Uh, You know the Bills have allowed the fewest points in the league? They've allowed under 100 points. Like, their their point differential is better than Philly's. Like, they're... Just so much better, and I, you know, I feel like if the Jets beat them, that's nice for the Jets, but that doesn't do anything for me as a Patriots fan. Right. I think you can yeah. make a strong argument that a Jets win today just extends your time in fourth place. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you need to start getting in front of some of the teams that are directly ahead of you in the division now. Yeah. As a bigger picture thing, uh, and and I do think there's an element of this. I think people are fixated on well fourth place well so what where are they in the conference in the conference they're eighth mm. right so all they have to do is get in front of one team and it doesn't have to be the jets yeah. like to get in the playoffs like the chargers could lose today right you know something like that and it's way too early to be looking at playoff implications and, and whatnot but i think that everybody looks at it and says well they're in fourth place like they, they, they get screwed because they're in a, a tough division no they don't they have just as much chance as anybody else to, to yeah. make the playoffs as a wild card. Yeah, I feel like it's just um, – that's like one of those things right now, which is the per- perfect little button. Like, I mean, they're in fourth place. They're in last place in the league. You know, like, I, you get but it. But that's, that's different. Yeah. That's different. But They're I, four and four. But, like, if they're in last place and they're, say, six and four, coming out of the bye two weeks – you know, Oof. and then and they're, they're still in fourth place, who cares? Yeah. 
Like you, you could be a playoff team right now. You're four and four, and you're in last place because you're four and four. That's not a good record. And that's why I think, like, just going into this game, throw everything out about the Colts, all the extenuating circumstances around them. Like, if you want to be in that conversation as a team that's making a playoff push, like, you, you got to beat this team, especially now that they, you know, that they're missing all these players, that they're going through a transition. But even before, I mean, these are these are the kind of teams. Jets last week, teams that are right on that bubble. That if you want to be in that conversation, you got to win these games, and you know you got to look good doing it too. You know, like I just, I mean, I think today is going to probably be one of those wins where, yeah, but, but at the same time, love to see you know just something more to, to feel good about, not just well, there it was again, the, the other team, six turnovers, and their offense couldn't do anything with a second-year quarterback and you know a whole new running back group. You know, I, 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 I have a feeling we very well could be having that conversation in the post-game show. I'd, I'd love to just say, hey, that was a good defense today, and, and the Patriots kind of went toe-to-toe with them a little bit and, you know, maybe showed a little something. Be nice. Uh, yeah, that would be nice. You look at the AFC standings right now in the, in the conference. Buffalo's in the class. Kansas City, I think we agree, is in the class. Yeah. The Titans are right up there. I don't know how great they are. I don't know how great Baltimore is. And then it's the Jets and the Dolphins, the teams that are, you know, you're nipping at their heels. So yeah. you're right. Th- I mean, you're right on the – right This on is the what I'm saying. It doesn't yeah. matter where you are in your division. It right. matters what – you know, like in the conference. You have a chance to make the playoffs if you can win some games. Um, you know, it's the same in the NFC. Like, the, the East is the same. Like, you know, the, the commanders are in last place. They're 4-4. Four and four. Yeah. They're in four, they're in last place because they have a bad record. Like four and four is not good. Um, so, just because you're in a, a division that's tough doesn't mean you can't contend for a, for a playoff spot. If the Commanders keep winning, they've won a couple now with Taylor Heineke. If they keep winning, they can you know who who's separating themselves in the NFC? Obviously, the the Eagles and the Cowboys in Minnesota. You know yeah. Minnesota, but yeah. you know where are the Packers? Where are the Bucks? The Falcons? Falcons are four and four. They're leading their division, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think it's kind of what we talked about during the week. It's there's a lot of there's a couple of good teams and there's a lot of I have no idea how good that team is. Yeah, one week they look great and one week they they stink. Which which I mean should give you a little hope as you know as a Patriots fan. Where I mean I I got a lot of respect for Baltimore. I don't know if I quite put them with Buffalo and Kansas City. Just I put yet, them a little notch below, but, but clearly three. But those three, I agree with and you. And after that, I mean and and I mean I should say. I got a lot of respect for Miami. What Miami's done to the Patriots over you know recent games, and I mean, it's it's hard to pencil anything in when you say, well, maybe we are the third place team in the division when you stack up how good you really are. Right. That's a game at the end of the season that, regardless of the Patriots are going to make the playoffs. I think that's a that's another one of those games where it's let's see where we're at against a really good team. So, a lot can happen though. Last two months, a lot of injuries. And I respect Cincinnati's goes. talent. I don't yeah. necessarily respect the structure because I think I'm not sure about the coach, and I'm not sure about you know the the makeup but i do respect the talent and i think they'll be there four and four too you know just like the patriots now at some point you are what you are yeah you're just a middling team with a bad record right now cincinnati's a middling team with a bad record but i do respect their ability to be better than that moving forward but you know they're going to have to do it at some point they're running out of weeks did that cincinnati cleveland game Make any of you guys reconsider the Patriots win over Cleveland? Because it made me a little bit. No, because it was a division yeah. game. And it I think was, division games are always different. And, you know. Brissett, what he was doing, the defense against uh, Burrow, I mean, they looked, yeah. they were ferocious. You know what Cleveland that. did that they didn't do against the Patriots? Throw? They just said, here's the ball. <laughs> Nick Chubb. No, no, no. no. They, that's all they did against the Patriots right. was throw. They had Brissett just hand the ball off to Chubb and run wild. Yeah. And then when Chubb went out, they handed it off to, to Kareem Hunt and he ran wild. Like, it, it, it's like. I, I think. That's like saying, did your mind change about Pittsburgh for being the Bucks? No. 
My, no. my mind didn't change. But uh, I don't think Pittsburgh looked as good as the as the Beng- or as the uh, Browns did again in that Bengals game. I just I was really impressed by what I saw from Cleveland. Yeah. Um, but you're See, right. I, I mean, was, it's a division. Maybe game. You're right maybe it's that. just like a, a window into my like a peek into my soul. <laughs> like I was just unimpressed with what Cincinnati did again in that game. Like more so mm-hmm. than I was with anything. I mean, what was it like? Uh, Six nothing game with like thirty seconds left in the half. They like got shut out in the first half. I think. Yeah, it was yeah. terrible. Tough, tough like watch. it was tough to watch. It, it really was. was. I think it was eleven nothing or something like that at the half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, can I can I can I bring that up though? Like and and like Joe Burrow. You know, w- like his situation. We had Floyd call in and say, "What is Mac Jones's thing?" And I feel, and I'm, I don't mean to knock Joe Burrow. I think he's sounds like great. you're gonna though. No, but I think he's great. But sounds I sounds like say, if like, it was a during the week comment, we could have a nice 45 minute argument well, yeah, about but, this. But, but but what would you say is his thing? Like what would you say is his thing? Like his his like you know his elite skill that makes him smoking cigars. Yeah. His, his arm. I think he's really. I think he's really his talented. Arm talent. I think his arm talent is really really good, and I think he has much more escapability. Mm-hmm. Um, as a runner than Mac Jones, although Mac Jones has impressed me with his mobility this year, I have to say that. I, just, I didn't think he had, some of the plays he's made. I didn't think he had in him. I think. I mean, I, I, I think I agree with you. I just I feel like he's one of the like. It's easy when you look at like Justin Herbert. What is it? You know, well, he's huge. He's got a rocket. You know, Joe Burrow like, doesn't have that no, kind of arm talent. Yes, you are correct. That's just why I'm kind of like you know, it, look, like I understand what Floyd's point was, but I also think that there are very good quarterbacks that it's not just like. Well, he's six foot five and can you know like I mean Burrow is an awesome quarterback and, and no I mean I, I have all the respect in the world for him but you know just it's not always as clear with every starting single to see it a little bit with Joe like Burrow around here like oh oh what happened when Jamar Chase was I don't mm-hmm. know what happened before Jamar Chase was in I saw plenty before they even got Jamar Chase you know yeah. did did that vault him to another level yep because Jamar Chase is outstanding but. He's pretty good. Yeah. I, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, no. Maybe he's just and I and again I'm not trying to know I've just it's sometimes with some quarterbacks it's obvious. Like Josh yeah. Allen, it's obvious what makes him awesome. It's obvious what makes but you know, some other quarterbacks and I mean, you know, it's just even like a guy like Taylor Heineke. I'm not saying he's awesome, but it's like, you know, mm, what makes him able al- to but win? You al- but you also can't compare him. He can't. Because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has no skills. You can't compare him to, I think, the first-round draft pick of a Mac Jones or a Joe Burrow. Um, but not, not, that's not the comparison I'm trying to make. I'm just saying a physical comparison when you look at yeah. a quarterback yeah. and you say, what enables that guy to win? Sometimes with elite guys, it's obvious. But with other guys who are, you know, even just middling quarterbacks, get, no, it's, it's, a not great, always, it's a great it's question. It's not always just like, oh, that's great what makes him good. Mac Jones' thing is like... He's a hard worker, and when he has great coaching, he looks good. Whereas the, uh, I think the rest of them actually have, like, s- individual talent. Like, I would look at Joe Burrow, for yeah. example. And, again, I could be totally wrong on this. You might – you know, some NFL, like, scout would say, you know what, not really a whole lot to, to decipher between the arms. To me, when I watch Joe Burrow throw, I see more impressive. Yes. Maybe I'm wrong, okay? But you can't argue that taking over – the Cincinnati Bengals, oh, yeah. which is arguably the worst franchise in football, mm-hmm. and doing what he's done in a couple of years um, while getting absolutely destroyed, yeah, physically, because they, yeah. they can't they yeah. can't protect him at all. This is three years they can't protect him at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like again, what do I want to see from Mac Jones? And again, not necessarily today. I want to see them have to win a game from behind. I want to see him have to win the game because we couldn't run the ball at all today and we had to throw the ball 48 mm-hmm. times. Um, I want to see them have to win a game 38-35. I've seen Joe Burrow do all of those things a lot. Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen yeah. 
Mac Jones do them all. So, like, you're probably right. Like, from a physical st- standpoint, I think Joe Burrow has a lot over Mac Jones. But, it's, but it might not be that different. Yeah. But yeah. I think and, I mean, the and end result is different. And that's why I, I would take Joe Burrow over Justin Herbert, who mm-hmm. I think is – that's, more skilled. That's, yeah. See, that's the comparison. I didn't want to get lost in the Mac that's Jones That's why I said I think like, you I wasn't trying to say, good, that's a I wasn't trying to say to that Mac up. Jones is just as good as Joe Burrow. Physically. I know you are. But, but, but I think that's the better comparison where, you know, if you point, if you're looking at exact skills, everybody be on to top me, of Joe Burrow, th- you guys are too young, especially you, Tamara. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but to <laughs> me, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert could be like Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain. Like anybody that's watching would say Herbert's the better player, the better talent. And who won every time when it mattered? Yeah. Like that's yeah. the way I look at Joe Burrow. Like he's just he's got intangibles in his pockets. Yeah. I think for Mac, I think it just has to be everything has to be perfect. He has to have a great coach, great line, great pieces around him. Whereas like Joe Burrow, like he can get a win no matter what's going on. Like mm. o- like in Cincinnati, like he's in a really interesting situation, but he still finds a way to win. Whereas like, yeah. If you put Mac there, I, I literally don't no, know what, know. what they'd be doing. I, I think over there. that's what you're getting to the heart of, of the Mac Jones. Well, against Cleveland, debate, Bailey you know? Zappi found a way to win. And, <laughs> right? Uh, and, Joe, Joe and, and Joe Burrow was awful <laughs> in that right. game. So Absolutely. Give me Zappi. Yeah. Zappi. I, I, Joe, I mean, I, I know he got sacked 100 times, but he wasn't good. I don't care how many times yeah. he got sacked. Yeah. He didn't play well. I yeah. think, like, for example, in Alabama, like, everything's perfect. Like, he put, like, Nick Saban puts you in a position to be great. Mm-hmm. Like,. He kno- finds out what works for you. Like and, and he, Burrow he gets had all that. the pieces around. Like and 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 to Mike's point, Burrow had that at LSU. Yeah, I mean oh, that LSU team was one of the all-time greatest college football teams ever assembled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know those guys just were dominant, dominant. I like dominant. to say. Uh, yes, speaking indeed. of dominant, that LSU win last night. Amazing. Oh, I missed it. Alabama. I was watching. I was watching Georgia in Tennessee. I only watched Brian Kelly's post game to see if he was still doing the he accent. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was kind of like it was the most human I've ever seen him Me appear. Too. He had, I know. He had a little yeah. emotion yeah. in his voice, um, like he was like kind of getting a little bit emotional. Well, we had him um, out on the run. <laughs> And, and, Boy, and I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> Nothing about family or They're anything. Like crawfish like, in a barrel right there. What? It was. Uh, and, and I loved the, the decision to go for two. And, like, uh, Chris Fowler, you could tell, was, like, apoplectic. Like, what is he doing? Like, <laughs> well, it's funny. Because now, like, he's putting it so I, if I make one play, I win, as opposed to how many other plays. Because now I have to get the ball, I have to get a touchdown, and I have to get the two, and then I have to stop them. And then if I don't, then they, like. Right now. Let's like, just bring it to a head right I now. have a chance to make one play and end the game. I love it. I, yeah. I, I, I liked the decision, and then they had a great play call. He, he was in a similar situation against Florida State. What was it, the first or second game of the year? And people gave him a lot of crap for how he ended that game. Yeah, um, he, he kicked the extra point yes. and got blocked. Yes. Um, and so I think that this put in that same situation again last night, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go for two here. Um, which I was a little shocked about, but I'm honestly – not surprised in a way because I've been a firm believer in Brian Kelly because I'm a Notre Dame person, but I know a lot of people like were like he can't do at LSU what he did at Notre Dame, and so I was just kind of happy to see him get the. Are you a Charlie West believer too? Because he was a Notre Dame guy. No. <laughs> about Brian Chip Kelly. Kelly. What's the statute of limitations no. on whether or not you believe on them? <laughs> I was there when Brian Kelly was there, so. Actually, so it's not just guys named Kelly. <laughs> no, <laughs> Brian. But I, but I saw my first year at Notre Dame. Like they were like three and eight. They were not good. And then he flipped them the next year, and yeah. they were going to a bowl game. Yeah. They were great. Um, then he kind of kept building on that, and so I think that he can hopefully do the same thing at LSU if 
people just, you know, give them patience. And honestly, I was looking for the reporter, and I tweeted this last night. So after that loss to Florida State, a reporter was late. I don't know if you guys saw the clip, but um, bi- like uh, Brian Kelly said something to him about like. Oh, it was the greatest line ever. That the reporters like. He, he was like, "I'll yeah. be on time I'll when you win some when you games." Oh, yeah. I said, "I bet you he was on time last night, though." Oh, like I would love to know I who that been reporter for is. That guy, because I just think <laughs> like on time like tonight? the Matt Patricia thing, like sit up straight, you know, show mm-hmm. some. I just think coaches that pick on the media members like it's the lowest of the low mm-hmm. and like you're making fun of the guy because he was late for the press con like please he's got a story to file give him a break <laughs> and that's an effort guy he was born in Everett. i still was making fun of brian, <laughs> brian kelly <laughs> there you go all right 855 pats uh 500 is your phone number we got a couple people hanging out on the line let's jump to him what do you say uh peter is out in marblehead he's got a question about the patriots and their record go ahead peter 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 Okay, Peter. Oh, there you go. What's up? Peter, where are you? I guess he's not there. All right, we'll put him on hold, and let's try Deshaun, who is in Virginia. Hey, Deshaun. Uh, Hello, guys. How you guys are doing? Hey. What's up? Hey, uh, I don't want to sound like a party pooper or whatever, but do you guys think that that the Patriots are just kind of um, wasting their time? You know, because I see people talk about seating and stuff like that, but uh, all I can see is just another butt-whipping. And 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 a playoff. Um, if they actually made, it. I feel like this would be overachieving. You know, with uh, somewhat very average players. Like uh, I prefer them to get like high draft pick rather than make it and just to get a, another butt. You're ready to tank, Deshaun. That's well, what you're saying. You're ready uh, for this team to start tanking. Yeah, because well, I don't see them doing anything. I just okay. think it's a waste of time. Well, hey, that's why, let me, that's let me say tank, this right? though, that's when you do Deshaun. It. You know. Let Let's go. think about their schedule down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Okay, so starting on Thanksgiving with Minnesota and and I'm not going to get this in order but I got you, you know the the rest of the way it's 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 Minnesota, it's Buffalo, Bills, it's it, it's the Cardinals and Raiders on the road, it's Cincinnati, it's Miami, it's Buffalo again. You did it. Okay, that's in order? Yep. Wow. Um I really need to get a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> um so if you win enough of those games to get yourself in the playoffs, won't you feel a little bit better when you play a team like that cuz a lot of those teams, I mean Miami, Buffalo twice, Minnesota, those are playoff caliber teams. So if you win enough of those games against teams like that, wouldn't you feel a little bit better going, let's say they, they end up with a wild card and end up with like the six, like last year they were the six seed, so you'd play the three. Like, do you think they, they couldn't go to like, say, Baltimore and yeah. win? I don't know, and that's the point I went made earlier. Now, if you're asking me, what do I think will happen right now? Probably get Lamar. I, I, think, I think they would lose, but... I, I wouldn't say that they go into that game with no chance. Like, I kind of felt last year heading to Buffalo, they didn't have much of a chance unless the weather, you know, was a factor again like it was mm-hmm. in the previous trip to Buffalo. Yeah. And it was really cold that night, but it wasn't as windy and it wasn't uh, an impactful game in terms of the, the elements. But I, I wouldn't look at a game against Baltimore. Um, I don't know who else. Like the Tennessee, Tennessee. I yeah. wouldn't look at games against teams like that as being unwinnable. Cincinnati, no. no. I might feel differently depending on what I see against Cincinnati when they come here on Christmas Eve. I think that's the thing that's hard right now is we're all living on the uh, the no punt, the back to back no punters. Right, and you're going to see Buffalo right. twice, so who knows? Maybe some they maybe they come up with something that at least makes you think like. But even, right now, I feel like. But even if they don't look that much better against Buffalo. You're not necessarily playing Buffalo in that first playoff right, game. Right. Most likely, Buffalo is going to be the one and get the bye, and you're going to end up being, you know, a wild card, and you'll go to Kansas City or 
Baltimore or Cincinnati, something like that, I don't dismiss their chances in a game like that. No, They'd be I, the underdog, but I don't dismiss no, their chances. I can almost talk myself into we got a chance against Kansas City. I mean, I don't know if I really believe it, but I think I could talk myself give you, into it. Your, your chance against Kansas City is them taking the pipe. Like, mm-hmm. they choke again. Like, yep. they are want to do. Yeah. yeah. I would I would say we well, would have a know. chance against the Baltimore Ravens, too. I yeah. mean, I, there was a chance right here before. Right now, it's just before. Buffalo for me where it's like, that's probably yeah, really I wouldn't feel one. great in a game yeah. against Buffalo in Buffalo in a playoff game. I wouldn't feel no. great. But, no, but to your point, what if they what if they beat Buffalo twice <laughs> and they still <laughs> – right. and then they have well, to go on the, Like, I wouldn't say, like, well, they can't do it. They can't win. And I, I think to your point, too, Paul, you're going to get great tests against the Bengals and Dolphins, two teams that, you know, I expect to be very much right in this lower AFC playoff mix. So – you know, like you said, you're going to come out of that. Those two games, we'll see what the last Buffalo game potentially means in terms of you know who's playing that stuff. But like I've heard a lot of talk about that already. Like, oh, mm. they might have it all wrapped up. They might just you know rest all their players. That that's what we're, we're banking on. <laughs> the other team, fingers crossed. Oh, how the, the turntables! Tri- the tried and true Patriots' <laughs> path to perfection. Like the other team's players don't play. <laughs> Yeah, very simple. Um, This has been brought up a couple other places, but I figured we'd throw it out here. Um, If there's any lingering zappy fever among the Patriots faithful, this Mm. is Mac's first time playing at home since he got booed off the field, basically, and got subbed out in that Monday night game. Uh, Could that rear its head today? Yes. You think so? Yeah, sure. If he plays bad, he throws throws interceptions, and it's, it's not going good. I mean, I think right now Patriot fans probably a lot of them feel like I do where it's blood in the water with Indy and get a jump on them right. and, and just put this one to bed. And if it starts to get low-scoring mistakes, and I mean, and that's not crazy. I mean, I like like our guest said, Indy's got a pretty good defense. There's, yeah. there's every reason to believe that. What if that the game starts offensively like it did last week? Absolutely. You know? Like if that game was at home last week, don't you think it would have been a repeat of the Monday night game in terms of the crowd? Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I think it. So I think it certainly could. have I think been it all there. depends on how this game it's an ugly unfolds. Start to that game, yeah. And and just the mistakes, Mac. How many games in a row have we had an interception with him? You know, I, I just he needs a clean game. He doesn't have to be spectacular, but it's not easy. It's not an easy game. Uh, and up front, those guys are going to make life difficult. I really, you know, I, I'd be concerned thinking about Cole Strange and and James Ferentz in the middle of this line going against those guys. I, I it, they're going to have their hands full. Is Cole Strange going to have a better matchup today? Obviously, Quinn and Williams was a handful last week. I but mean, Grover Stewart, and I mean, that's, you know, yeah. DeForest Buckner. Those two guys, I mean, how much are they going to be right over him? I, 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 I'm, it'd probably be more Stewart because yeah. Buckner plays more on the edges. But, you know, right tackle's been a problem, too. So, you know, you can only help out so many spots, too. And so that's a, another part of it. How are they going to, you know, get Mac confident and establish a pocket and, and get into a rhythm? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a game that's going to be really interesting how it unfolds because – I think you could see it go a couple different ways. Did our friend uh, Nate say that Shaq Leonard wasn't playing today? He he'll play. He only played about twenty snaps last week, though. Okay. So he's like so coming he's back from it. He'll play yeah. a little bit, but he's not going to be the every down, all over the place linebacker that that he usually is. Well, linebacker, that's where you can attack these guys a little bit because they got really a real good front, and I think their secondary is pretty good. But at linebacker, they're little, yeah. Right? So maybe I mean, just not know, as much star, maybe star some power tight ends. Maybe yeah. you, you know you leak Ramondre out a little bit, and and you know continue to work him in the past. They've struggled game. with tight ends, right? Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe maybe it, it's a formula for actually getting you know the Patriots offense going. Maybe. Getting as Tamara said, get Hunter Henry going in the red yeah. zone, throw some touchdowns to him. Uh, you know, it's just it's at this point though where it's like, is one touchdown to Hunter Henry or one big play to Jonu Smith, or you know, is any of that really going to be enough to to make you change how you feel right now? Probably not. Um, but I do I, think with Mac Jones, we haven't even seen him really use the tight ends like Bailey Zappi did, but we were yeah. waiting on Mac Jones to use them. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, no problem um, with it last year. So fantasy yeah. owners sure are. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we've established that we think there's a chance if Matt gets off to a bad start. Oh, look, Hunter Henry. That yeah. the, uh, oh, there's Hunter. <laughs> He's got, his, uh, got his hoodie on. Yeah, if I mean, uh, I if they get off to a bad start, the fans could get on him. <laughs> could the coaching staff listen to the fans? Uh, I don't think at this point. No. I don't, no. Unless okay. unless it's it's untenable and it's like three interceptions that are right to oh. guys like that, that's, that that's kind of stuff. That's yeah. different. Yeah. But overall, it's got to be three. He's got no. But I mean, it would have to be a bottoming out disastrous yeah. performance. Yeah. I agree with. I Mike. think there's a middle ground though, where there's one bad interception and the coaches are going to let them work through it, and the fans are are probably not going to be as patient with their uh, vocal their vocal. Uh, I don't know response <laughs> yeah I no, I agree with Mike I, I don't expect a change unless it's injury related um, and then I, I would say I would leave that one or two percent for like all of a sudden he turns into a puddle on the I don't expect yeah. that no. like I, I don't think he can face much more adversity than he did last week in terms of the amount of pressure he was under the lack of uh, movement they couldn't move the ball at all he's getting killed he has no time mm. and he didn't turn into a puddle in that game so i don't really see that happening a lot Do of people you, sorry go ahead Dora. um i was gonna say you know obviously nate mentioned like you know on fourth down with how good this Colts defense is um i wouldn't even try it do you think similar to last game that bill will come out and try to go for it versus taking points I, I wouldn't. I mean, I feel like this is the kind of game where we just need to, to do what we can on defense and let the points come for us when they come. But I wouldn't try to push the issue and try to give them, you know, a, a, an easy score or anything. Like, I, I, would, I would be fairly conservative, I think, out of the gate with this one. And they played that game against the Bears a little play. bit, even when they were down. You know, mm-hmm. they were still sort of treating it like, well, they're not going to keep scoring. And, like, mm-hmm. they did. They kept scoring. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I sort of agree. I feel like the Patriots aren't in any position. Where they can, uh, where they can do that, but you see the all blues are back. All blues. So I guess we're playing flag football today. Look like Jabril Peppers had a uh, had his those, flags on. For those of <laughs> you that uh, like the uh, the unmatching silver pants that they wore a couple of weeks ago, we don't uh, we don't see those again this no, week. Not not today. Fred didn't uh, Fred didn't pull his magic, I guess, but. That's all right. It's fine. I like the grays, but I, I agree. I can't. These blues have grown on me a little bit. You know what I'd really like to see? This is random, but I'd really like to see... A touchdown? White helmet with the flying Elvis. Oh, yeah. A lot of that, people, could that happen? A lot of people have see, talked I, about it, the yeah. mix of the two helmets. Somebody sent me yeah, a mock-up, a mock-up of one, which was white, and it had like this, the red and blue striping down the middle, but then it had the Elvis on the side. But the Elvis, look. yeah. It looks like it should be the Pat Patriot, but it's the Pat. I think that would look cool. Yeah. Um, other people have mentioned this. Taylor I thought I, ha- I, thought I had some squad. real unique take there. It's funny because I'm I'm thinking about like guys who can make something out of nothing, and and JJ Taylor's got some some quick lateral agility. Yeah, he seems like I he's kind of got some. To see a little of him yeah, today. Yeah, me too. And, and I mean, it's been I mean probably a year since we last saw him actually play a game. So, um, but talk about a guy who can if somebody's right in his face, right in the backfield, can can make somebody miss right out of the gate. Um, yeah, we'll see with JJ if he gets another chance today. Yeah, I'd really like to see Stevenson continue what he uh, what he started last week. I know he's been playing well all year, but last week I feel like was a real breakout sort of performance for him, catching the ball too. He just was he was so dynamic and so effective. Yeah. Uh, I know this is a different team and a different front, and they're probably going to zero in on him because listen, Ramondre Stevenson is a backup running back. You know, you don't necessarily game plan for on the other side. Like we got to shut this guy down now. Between him and Jacoby Myers, if I'm the Colts and the Colts defensive people, I say these are the two guys. Take them out. You're good. Tackle them. I mean, yeah. that's what if I were the Colts, that would be my my biggest thing. And I, I think you got to be aware of him in the passing game too. I mean, he's starting to contribute more and more in, in that avenue as well. 
you know, how much are the Patriots willing to, to stay that course, though, to play him? I mean, again, you're going to have another day. Harris is out here. I mean, are they are they going into this one thinking, all right, we're going to ride Ramondre mostly today? Or, or, you know, do they have some kind of plan to start to get strong or J.J. Taylor, you know, aside from just, all right, he needs a blow right now, get him out and let him have a quick rest. But, um, you know, it, it might be a huge Ramondre day just as far as him playing most of the snaps. Yeah. Um, have we seen any uh, indication who might be starting at right tackle? Is today? that Ty Law? It looks like Ty. That's Ty Law. And we haven't really seen. Um, we haven't seen I that. haven't seen anything on Twitter yet about about that. But I want to get Deuce's uh, opinion. You know, Mike. Every year for a hundred years in a row, at this time of year, like you head toward like November sweeps. You know, week eight, week nine, week ten. It's Patriots. It's Colts. Hmm. It was Brady. Hmm. It was Manning. You know. Do you have like one of those games that that's regular season? I'm talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. that that stood out to you. Oh, so many, so many memories of different places watching them in California. But uh, I mean, I kind of go to the fourth and two game. I, you know, I hate that one. But I mean, 2007 was an amazing game too. I mean, I thought just the hype of both the undefeated teams. Um, you know, the Patriots kind of pulling it back at the end and. I mean, just so many epic games. I mean, it's changed. I'd almost, you know, throw it back to you too, Paul, of like, because I was wondering about, you know, like that first game in 03 in the playoffs where you'd had that big game there, Willie McGinnis stops, but just that playoff game with, you know, the Colts rolling and, and Peyton Manning and, you know, the Patriots shutting them down. Um, just so many great games in the 2000s between those two teams. Yeah, I, I love the, the goal line stand um, in 03 uh, was, was just a unbelievable finish to a game that had, enormous ramifications for the playoffs it was the difference between being on the road or at home in the playoffs uh that year as mac jones and bailey zappi take the field um you know when we're we're getting a, a live look at the the pregame warm-ups and the, you know what that always brings me to mike your uh data yeah today's uh key data point presented by demand science i said data that time you guys <laughs> gonna yell at me probably from data data, from data. I mean, it's key. it's data <laughs> Uh, so today's key data point presented by Demand Science um, is I, I, I wanted to take a little trip down memory lane. Yeah. And that's why I teed you up for that. Love it. Because um, every year, Christian, this was the game. Brady Manning in November. Uh, and the one that really stands out is the, the, the matchup of the two Titans. Uh, they met routinely uh, in November with for one of the biggest games in the NFL regular season. And the one in 2007 to me was the one that stood out above the rest. Both teams came in undefeated. Patriots were 8-0. The Colts were 7-0. They're in Indianapolis. Patriots fall behind 20-10 to early in the fourth quarter. Things were not looking good. This high-powered offense that the Patriots had, no one really could solve it. And the Colts, of all teams, were never really known for their defense. Really stymied Tom Brady. A couple of picks that day for Brady. But not when it had to happen. Not when he had to have it. Uh, touchdowns, I think, to Welker and Kevin Falk in the last 10 minutes of the game. Then a strip sack, I think, recovered by Rosie Colvin. Correct, yeah. Wow, really? Yep. Is yep. this right? Yeah. Is that the game where Manning threw a touchdown to Dan Klecko? Was that no, that game? Uh, no, that, that was, was the AFC Championship playoff. game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're yep. right. That was, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> 2007, that, that game to me stood, stood out. It was a 24-20 to win for the Patriots. And when I tell you guys... I've been on the team plane, humble brag, uh, many, many times. And I can tell you 95% of the time when we're flying home and I'm just sitting there writing my stories, I couldn't tell you based on the, the reaction of the team whether they won or, or, or lost. That game, you could tell who won. 
because mm. that was as raucous a, a ride home as I can remember. And uh, I think it was just worth sort of talking yeah. about some of those those Patriots Colts games because every year it was the same thing. Like the NFL knew, like this is our ratings bonanza here. It wasn't like it is now where the top twenty. Uh, you know, ratings in, in uh, primetime TV or, or whatever, anything, are all going to be NFL games. It wasn't always like that, but it was always yeah. like that when Brady and Manning got together. And uh, that was that's why I chose that for the key data point presented by Demand Science for, for that one because that was just off the charts special, that 2007 yeah. matchup. I mean, coming off that 06 AFC championship loss, you yeah. felt like the Patriots offense was – you know, floundering a little bit, needed to make big changes. You go, you get Moss, Welker, all that. Then you come back week nine, finish off. Like I think they went into the bye week after that one. If I if I remember correctly, that might have been. Like, I think that's like correct. Right off of, but I mean, they can see why they would have felt great. It seemed like the offseason plan was working. They were kind of standing alone and that, at that point. I mean, that Colts team was really good too. They had won the Super Bowl mm. the previous year. They finally got over that hump. They had the the confidence, and for a long time in that game, they were the better team. Yeah, well, they, and they, I mean, they beat him here in 05 and 06. Um, you yeah, know, I think that was the last that. time the Colts had, had won here, I believe. Was that 06? Might even have been a Monday nighter, but same kind of thing. One of those games where Monday you just night. felt like four picks for Brady. Whew, Peyton Manning was just throwing dimes all over the place. I remember one to I think it was Marvin Harrison, just where you're like, yeah, we ain't, we ain't got a chance today. That was the first oh, time you that felt like catching the end zone oh, where he somehow got his foot down. Oh, like, I remember that one. Nothing you can do. Do you remember that uh, year where they played in week one? Yeah, that was 04. 04, I think. Yeah, I know that was 04. That was another yeah. game that the that Colts. That was awesome. The Colts yeah. left uh, <laughs> kicking themselves um, yeah. between. They fumbled inside the one in like the second quarter. Uh, Vanderjet missed a field goal that would have tied the game. They had yeah. a wide open receiver on the last drive. They should have scored a touchdown. Then they ended up with a, a huge sack. I think Willie McGinnis and Rodney Harrison blitzed. Um, huge sack on the third down. It led to the field goal, and then Vanderjet missed it by <laughs> 100 miles. Um, you know, the liquor it up kicker, as, <laughs> as Manning called him. Yes. So, yeah, uh, that, was a, that was a memorable game, too, <laughs> that 27-24 Patriots win to open the 2004 season. Yeah, that was fun. That was a cool way to start the year. So memorable. I mean, so yeah. many games you just say one word or one play, and, and you remember. I mean, those were those were the games that really were the highlights highlights of the season. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's go back to the phones. What do you say? 855-PATS-500. That's your phone number. Uh, Jeff is in Texas. Go ahead, Jeff. Hey, thanks for taking my call. You got Guys it. Guys and Gail. Hey, Jeff. Um, yeah, I'm uh, just, I'm really disappointed about the trade deadline, and you guys might have talked about this a lot last week. I didn't, I missed some of the shows, but uh, yeah, I mean, I have a couple of questions about it. Like, I did not know uh, until just now on the show that they had tried to uh, go after uh, Claypool. Right. But, you know, on my thoughts on that. Perillo didn't know either. So I didn't know. <laughs> no, that was a, a report, I, I guess, mean, that came out this morning from Mike Florio. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I, I was not aware but of I it mean, either. Uh, yeah, I mean, looking at what the, what the, I think what the team, you know, should have targeted, maybe they did, is some help for the offensive line of the defense and, and not the wide receivers. And because that, that I think it was just addressed in the offseason and uh, next year's draft and maybe make a blockbuster trade there, you know, next year. But as far as right now, so it's like, again, we don't know who else they might have, you know, tried to go after. And, and also, you know, in your answer might be, well, there just wasn't anyone available. You know, for like defense or, or offense, but like, you know, could it also be that maybe, you know, Belichick's just like, well, I mean, this is just like, oh, you know, we're not we're not necessarily a playoff team. We're just going to sit pat. You know, that could be too, right? 
I suppose. Yeah. I don't think he's. I don't think he's treating it that way. Um, I, I, I mean, I think the. I think the point about the offensive line is is apt. I mean, that was you know a spot where you said, hey, they they need some help here. You know, at the end of the day, though, you know, it's like, oh, well, let's trade Isaiah Wynn for another tackle who you definitely think is going to be better. It's it's tough. I mean, I think there are a lot of teams out there that need that need tackles. The the Chase Claypool thing doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, um, unless you were really going to you know flop. Aguilar and you know then bring somebody in who I mean you think he's got a couple more years in his deal but I, I don't know I just I don't, I don't get that I would have gotten an, an offensive line kind of reinforcement pick but other than that it's it's just hard to say oh this is absolutely where we can improve you want to see some young players play in some spots you know I don't want to go out and get a cornerback and then say all right Jack Jones you're not playing anymore so some of that going on too I, I wasn't entirely surprised they didn't really do anything in, in the trade deadline I wasn't expecting them to go out and sign some big name offensive lineman but you know, a sixth for Jermaine Illuminor or some kind of random right, move like yeah. that. You remember no, when totally. he did Yeah, stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. Something like that, sure. Right. I thought maybe they'd just bring in some bodies to uh, to help him out there. Well, I know they got what would you have said if they brought in Claypool? Like, what would, your, like, what would you have thought, like, that well, they really, really loved him? And I would have been interested to see what they gave up in return. Yeah. But um, if they didn't also trade a wide receiver out of there, I would have thought, well, this is a lot. This is a lot. Yeah. And I do think that Claypool is kind of Bill's kind of receiver, like a physical guy who will yeah. block and, you know, mm-hmm. contested catches and things like that. Um, so I, I can understand. I just don't feel like it really fills a huge need. No, because you can't I get any production out like of the receivers you got. Why, why would you tell me that Chase Claypool was going to come here and be productive when guys you've had here for a year plus – they they haven't been productive. It's yeah. hard, and, and and I don't know what kind of lineman might have been available, you know, to the caller's point. But my guess is it would have been like the Ju- Justin Haran and sure. Jermaine Illuminor types that right. you've seen the Patriots pick up, and you know you plug them in, and they might be able to help you. But is he any better than Yadni Kajest? I mean, Haran right. certainly wasn't in the in the summer when yep. they you know, which is I think what led them to deal him to. Las Vegas in the first place. Yeah, good. I mean, just to to highlight Kajust too. You know, do we see him today? Maybe get a chance. Was on IR, IR for a while. Now Marcus Cannon's out. I mean, even if he gets some time as like a third tight end, starting to get his feet a little bit better, it just seems like that could be a potential. So one, one of the few one, options that you sorry, maybe Mike, could try. Am I the only one that when a, a guy lands on the injury report with a concussion uh, following a practice, then two days later gets on IR, and that I say, well, what the hell are they doing at practice? <laughs> <laughs> You know, like they practice with pads. Ramming things. You know, they practice head. in pads on Wednesday. And he, I mean, I guess it's just another one of those things. You, you never know, like, what is going to cause a concussion. Yeah. But he got a concussion that they know he's going to be out four weeks. Must have been significant. So I would think that that's significant. Or they just said, well, you're going to be out this week. We need the, we need the flexibility and do, know, do they whatever. wear those guardian caps in practice anymore? I, I don't know. Or is know. that just a training camp then? We should ask um, Evan. I we know. should ask Evan hmm. when he returns from practice. Yeah. Um, Evan. We'll ask, him, uh, we'll ask him all about that. I, I thought those things, uh, I don't know if they worked, but they looked really cool. They did look really cool. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they worked either, but they said they worked. And why would you do away with them then? Why not just keep them? If you're going to do it in training camp, just keep them for padded practices during the season. I don't I, know why, I why you would just stop wearing why them. Why not make the really whole plane out of those hats? Just ever, forever. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Like full time. Um, hey, Patriots fans, I'm here to tell you about NFL All Day with NFL All Day. All your favorite Patriots highlights become digital video collectibles called Moments. Not only can you buy and sell them on a secure marketplace full of thousands of NFL fans. You can also use them to compete in epic game day challenges. Check it out and find some moments from all your favorite Patriots players on NFLAllDay.com. Quick break. We'll come back and get you our Sunday six-pack right here on Patriots Pregame.
TouchView Interactive from the Yokers Company offers New England's leading schools and businesses technologically advanced and easy-to-use interactive displays, providing enhanced collaboration and improved student outcomes in the classroom, and an easy way to foster communication and teamwork in any business environment. Available in multiple sizes, TouchView also offers a built-in VC, allowing for easy use through video conference systems. For more information, visit Okers.com. Get in on the action with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the New England Patriots. New customers can download the DraftKings app now and play free for millions in prizes using code PATS. That's code PATS only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, Think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Join the conversation by calling the Ace Ticket Hotline at 855-PATS-500 or email the show at webradio at patriots.com. Mike on the season's 21 and 21, <laughs> Paul's 21 and 21, Hardy's 20 and 22. What a loser. Live from our studios inside Gillette Stadium, here's Christian Arcan. I don't remember saying that about Hardy, but it's on, it's on tape, I guess. It's shoe fits. I guess I must have. <laughs> Sorry about that, buddy. Um, real quick, I want to tell everybody that uh, this uh, segment here is brought to you by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Great memories are made in Massachusetts, no matter how you choose to make them. Indoors, outdoors, scenic view, city vibe, solo, or family style. Whatever moves you, whatever the season, plan your perfect Massachusetts getaway at visitma.com. All right, before we get to our Sunday six-pack, which, by the way, I'm, I'm gaining on you there, uh, Perillo. Uh, let's take okay. one uh, last phone call, this one from Sean who is in New Hampshire, uh, percentage-wise, not total, <laughs> obviously. Uh, Sean, in New Hampshire, go ahead. We hate percentages. <laughs> hey, guys, how you doing? What's up? Hey. Hey, um, I heard you say the game was 
a little bit less than two hours away. You might want to check the clock. It it was uh, it was daylight savings time. Oh shoot! What? I know, but I took that into consideration when I said that. Math is hard. Well, it starts at one, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, and I said that at like eleven twenty or whatever. That it's a little under two hours away. Anything else, John? Yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> wow. Um, Christian. So if it, sorry if I'm yelling. Um, okay. <laughs> if Mac Jones is getting some easier plays, like they were feeding Zappy, right? Uh, what do you think the chances are that if he can't hack it, that we look for another quarterback next year? I wouldn't totally rule it out. Uh, I don't know about a first-round pick, um, but, I mean, I think I think Max, he's got to make some strides this year. I mean, we just haven't seen enough uh, early on. I mean, the injury is part of it for sure, yep. um, but it's not going to get any easier for him. I think all these games after the bye are, are going to be real tough, and, you know, I, I think like everybody, we're all kind of waiting just to, to see some kind of confirmation of what we saw last year with Mac that, you know, this is a, a kid who's on a trajectory of going up and that the offense is going to rally around him. And I just love to see the protection kind of improve and, and give him a chance. And, and then we'll kind of see. But I don't know. I don't I don't think that I don't think Paul or I at any point has said, oh, this is it. We're done. Mac Jones, 10 years. I mean, he's he's got a lot still to prove in my mind. OK. All right. Well, in that, without any further ado, let's get into it. It is time for the Sunday six pack. This is the Sunday six pack, so kick back and listen to my position. I'm itching to get the picks back. You better bring a big stack. Don't get it mixed, Jack. I came to win it, yeah. This is the Sunday six pack. All right, here's how it went last week in the Sunday six pack. Mike, you were the star. Deuce with a five and one week. Nice job. There we go. I brought you up to five hundred. You needed it yep, <laughs> to get you right. to twenty one and twenty one. Good job, Mike. Uh, Polly Paul at four and two with a nice week gets oh. to twenty eight and fourteen. Wow, that's a nice number. Hardy went two and four, dropping him to seventeen and twenty five. What's he doing? <laughs> Jesus, playing the role of Fred. I went four and two, which brings me up to nine and three, which I'm no math major, but I believe is about seventy five percent. I'm picking it. Yes. So you know, right with me. Mr. Percentages. <laughs> uh, so according to Mark Daniels, yes, um, Yadni could just. Is the right tackle Yaddy! right now? Brown, right. Strange, Ferentz, Owenu, and Kajust. Like it. So I, you know, we'll see if that ends up. Now I've seen many, good. many times when they've made uh, alterations after the fact, but according to Mark Daniels, that's what they're warming up with. We see a quick shot of Trent Brown right there. Um, yeah, that just yeah, there's these, Kajust right there. These 72. are just uh, individual drills right now. I just saw uh, Win take a rep. Um, I mean, if Kajus can not jump off sides or hold anybody for four quarters, then I'd say he's a he's a step yeah. up already. I wonder if it has anything to do with win and At them left guard. Yeah, them feeling like he needs to be available to play left guard. That could be. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Could yeah. Mike be Reese, same thing. Uh, lines up. Kajus lines up at right uh, right tackle. Uh, and we'll see if that holds for the game. Evan Lazar, our own, same thing. So everybody's in agreement. It looks like Kajus could yeah. get his. Uh, First career start? Yeah, Levin, Evan saying win and strange are kind of rotating it. Will it be his first career start, Mike? I believe it would be. Okay. Unless he filled in last year at some point. Unless he, he started another game at, <laughs> at, at a <laughs> previous juncture of his career. Possible. This Paul. would be his first start. We'll, we'll check the stats and info back to you on that one. All right. Well, here we go. Let's Our uh, 1 o'clock games. We have the Buffalo Bills, road favorites, taking on the Jets at MetLife. Bills favored by 12 and a half. 
I can tell you that uh, Hardy is taking the Jets here, plus 12 and a half. Deuce, what say yeah, you? Yeah, that's a lot of points, and uh, you know the Bills are missing some 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 bodies. Start with Matt Milano, um, which I think is significant. I I like the Jets' defense. I think they'll they'll have a little something for the Bills, but I don't think enough. I'm still going to go with the Bills, and I'll drop the points. All right, Paul. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jets, too. Um, not necessarily because I'm overly impressed with the Jets, because I'm not. I just feel like 12 and a half is a, a, a lot um, on the road, especially. Um, and Mike talked about some of the guys, some of the pieces missing. No Poyer, right? Uh, no Milano. Tredavious White is a healthy scratch. He's not quite ready to get back out there yet. So, I, I don't know. I'll take the 12 and a half. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills here just because I think they'll get out to a lead, and that's going to force Wilson to make some dumb throws like he did against the Patriots. And <laughs> he'll be slinging it, you bro. You barely have to even force him. He just kind of does it. You really bro, don't. Bro, really he'll don't. be slinging it, bro. You're going <laughs> to lose, much, bro. Uh, not much you got to do there. I think uh, two scores is certainly within reach for Buffalo, even on the road and even with missing those guys, so I'm going to take the Bills. All right, we stay in the AFC East for this next one. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are also road favorites, uh, minus five in Chicago. I can tell you that uh, Hardy is taking the Dolphins. What say you, fellas? Yeah, Paul's going to take the Dolphins also. Um, just a believer of that offense. I did bring this up um, on Thursday when we made the picks. I'm going to be watching Miami's offense as they play on the road, outdoors, uh, as the weather continues to deteriorate. Like the, the game that Ohio State and Northwestern played yesterday, as an example. Mm. Um, I'm not sure Tua has the, uh, the makeup to deal with that kind of weather on the road. So I'll take Miami today, but I'm... Uh, I, I hey Miami, I'm watching you. Yeah, you put, you put on notice. I'm watching. I'm watching you. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Miami as well. Um, I thought the Bears played well against the Patriots, but I think Miami. But I, I think it's a good point, Paul. Yeah, you know me. You know I like to be the contrarian, but I can't do it for this one. I can't believe in the Bears like that. Uh, I think the Dolphins, even you know, on the road with that sort of uh, with those sort of conditions, just have too much speed and they're they're just too good. So I'm going to go ahead and give them the uh, five as well. The only thing I could possibly see happening is maybe the Bears getting a little closer, but I don't see any path to victory for them. Um, moving on, let's head to the uh, NFC North. Nice matchup there between the Green Bay Packers at 3-5 and five and the 1-6 and six Detroit Lions. Another road favorite as the Lions are home dogs plus 3.5. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'll take Green Bay on the road on this one. Uh, hard to hard to make a pick with the Lions. I, I don't love what Aaron Rodgers, obviously, what they've been doing, but I think they'll have enough to beat the divisional rival. Yeah, everything Mike just said I would agree with. I, I, I think Green Bay stinks, but... Detroit stinks worse. Um, yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm going with Green Bay, and, of course, Hardy is going with his Detroit Lions. God bless his heart. Um, all right, to the 4 o'clock game we go. Uh, there's only two 4 o'clock games today, one of 4 and one of 425. The 4 o'clock game has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, finally a home team uh, that is favored. They're favored by three points over the Los Angeles Rams. Both of these teams under 500, uh, both underachieving this year. What do you guys think? This one, How do you think this one's going to go? Quite a game, club Paul. I, I'm going to take Tampa. Um, really having a hard time picking both of these teams all year. I think the offensive line problems on both sides have been a huge issue, and older quarterbacks having a hard time dealing with the lack of protection. I'll take the Bucks to bounce back at home. Yeah, I'll take it too. Really interesting game, though. I feel like whoever loses this game, it's going to be uh, it's going to be all hands on deck, red alert. So give me Tampa. I think that's going to be 
the Rams that are on alert. All right. Hardy Los is, Angeles Rams. Hardy is picking the Rams uh, plus three, and I am picking the Rams uh-huh. plus three. I uh, I just think that they're a little, they got a little bit more firepower, yeah. and uh, I am no believer in the Bucks these days. I you think took that the, they're. I took Rams. I uh, Bucks. Bucks. Okay. I think that they're really falling apart uh, right in front of our very eyes. I'm just looking right now. I've picked every single away team. What an idiot <laughs> I am. Uh, and finally, <laughs> Sunday night football, before we get to this uh, Patriots Colts matchup, Sunday night football, the Tennessee Titans at five and two. The Kansas City Chiefs also five and two. And despite them both being five and two, the Chiefs are favored by two scores. Twelve and a half is the spread here. That's a big number. What do you guys think? I'm gonna take the points. I'm gonna take the Titans. I know they're trying to they're trying to pull some shenanigans about who's starting a quarterback. They're, they're trying to keep it hush hush, but uh I think the defense plays Kansas City pretty tough in the past. I, I just think it'll be closer than 12. I'll take Titans. Yeah, I will take the Chiefs, and I'm going to lay the 12.5 in this game and not Buffalo because of two reasons. One, the game's at home for Kansas City, and two, I don't think that Ryan Tannehill will be playing. I think it'll be Malik Willis again, and uh, it's tough to tough to, to keep up with a, a high-powered offense playing the way they played last week with, with Willis. So I'll, uh, I'll lay the points. I'm going with the Titans. Once again, I'm going with the away team. What is wrong with me? Uh, that's five away teams I'm picking on. Um, what did Hardy have? Hardy has Tennessee as well, so uh, I guess that's you're the, you're the only Chief one that's going outside alone. of that one. Yeah, the Chiefs standing alone there with Kansas City. And finally, finally, Indianapolis Colts, 3-4-1. Patriots are 4-4. Four four. Pats at home, minus five. Anybody picking Indy? No. No, I'm going to take the Patriots on this one. I, I just have a feeling this is a, a highlight game of the season. I think the Colts... Start slow. Patriots get exactly what they need, whether it's turnovers, points off special teams. Defense shuts them down. I think the Patriots are going to roll um, by, in a dominating fashion, 27-3. Uh, I don't think it's all going to be 27 on offense, but I think they'll get enough uh, They'll get enough on offense to, to be productive. So 27-3 pats, and, uh, yeah, big, big, big win. Yes, Paul's taking the, the, the points. Um, with the Colts, um, I just don't have a ton of faith in – the offense right now and now if it ends up being an avalanche and Sam Ellinger turns it over three or four times I'm gonna look silly obviously the Patriots will cover and you know um you'll go from there I I just feel like if the game is reasonably well played on both sides I think it'll be a low scoring tight game that uh the Patriots will win I'm gonna say 16-13 you know something along maybe maybe 19-13 something that area but I'm going to take the points. I, five points. I think the Patriots will uh, will win the game, but not cover. All right, Hardy's picking the Colts uh, again because he needs to, and I'm going to go ahead and go with the Patriots. I think the Patriots can uh, can take this one, win it comfortably. Um, we'll see how comfortable it actually is, but I think in terms of the final score, you're going to be looking at uh, at least five. So um, I'm feeling pretty confident about that one. All right, there you go. That is the Sunday six pack, and it is in the books. Uh, here for this Week 9 matchup um, with the uh, Patriots and the Colts. A lot of teams on the bye this week, which is why there's so few games uh, in the afternoon um, or in the 4 o'clock window, I should say. Really good Sunday night matchup and a couple other uh, good 1 o'clock games there if you're going to be uh, flipping around on the um, on the old uh, red zone. So there you go. That's what's going on uh, in the NFL. Um, do we have any closing thoughts here before we sign off? Uh well, I just I want I, like I said at the top, I just I think the buy comes at a good time for this team. Um, you know, I just I'd like to go in on a high note and go in feeling some positivity. Like you know, maybe they figured something out. It's going to be hard. I think the defense is going to do what we've seen them do plenty of times the last couple of years, which is just shut down an offense that you know has kind of been completely changed over the last two weeks. And and like I said, I think I just wonder where Indy's 
mentality is? Are they right. ready to fight? If this is a close game, you know, like everybody is kind of, except for me, is predicting, you know, is, is Indy going to have that fire going down to the fourth quarter to be able to, you know, pull it out? Or, or, or are things not going to go their way and they're going to kind of look and say, wait, where's Jonathan Taylor? Where, where's Naheem Hines? What, what are we doing out here? Um, you know, let, let's get on the bus early. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Do some, you know, for, for Indy, if you want to follow, there's a couple of game plans that you can, you can look at. You can look at Cleveland. Uh, three weeks ago, or you could look at Chicago two weeks ago. If you follow the Cleveland game plan, Mike's uh, prediction of the game is going to come come true. The Patriots will win going away. If you follow the Chicago game plan and you are somehow able to hold on to the football, I think the game will be close heading into the fourth quarter. I think the Patriots will just have too much and they'll be able to win. But I, I think if you run the ball and punt, I think you have a chance to win. If you want to throw it all over the place and have Sam Ellinger throw 35, 40 passes, you're going to get three or four turnovers. The yep. pressure, I think the pressure will be applied. Uh, young guys under pressure make bad decisions, be like Zach yeah. Wilson last week. Yeah. yeah, and I think to your point, Paul, like, you know, we talked a lot about Justin Fields kind of coming in here and all of a sudden they've got all these quarterback design runs. Like, that's something I'm curious about because the, they don't have a lot coming in, but I would expect that they're going to expand that a little bit for Ellinger because what else can you do? And if they're going to play to your point, you know, let's just try it and keep banging into the into the wall. Yeah. And if we have to, and maybe we'll break just one. Just run it. Just run it. Just run it. That's yeah. that's what I would do. I, and I don't think you can run Ellinger like you did Fields because I don't think he's that kind of runner. Right. But they do have three decent receivers and, a, you know, tight end in, in Allie Cox who's not bad. Um, they don't have a lot of weapons. So just try to shorten the game. Got to be creative. Try to spring something on the Patriots' defense. Are they ready to handle even a running quarterback who, like you said, not dynamic, not Justin Fields, but a guy who's at least tough? Do the Patriots kind of have some kind of adjustment now? We've heard Belichick say we've had trouble with running quarterbacks. If I were the Colts, I'd, I'd say let's let's see them handle this uh, up close. So, yeah, I think it's a, an interesting part of the game. For yeah, sure. I think they got to still finish these drives, and I'd really like to see Mac Jones win this fan base back over today. I think that would really be a, good a call. big it's thing a going forward. Going into the break, and uh, he has an opportunity, and not yeah. a, not a great one. I mean, this is a tough defense, so it's yeah. not like it's going to be easy for him. But if he can win these fans back over, get them back on their side going into the bye week, I think that would be huge uh, for this team. Great point. I said it during the week. I just think this team could really use a feel good home victory. You know, it's just it, yeah. it feels like it's been a while since they've had one of those. Uh, what are you really going to learn about them? We'll, we'll see exactly what the details are of it. But I, I totally agree. If he could have you know a big play, a big hit downfield, you know something like that, just to get everybody back on board it'll be you know a nice couple of weeks as you go into the bye yeah and they should win because every time i come in here they win have you noticed that <laughs> there you every go. time i'm sitting in this but you've chair, never been in person though so we'll, we'll i haven't see. for a we'll home test. game that's <laughs> true so this is this is going to put that whole theory oh. to the test but so far mm. when i've been here the patriots are they love you undefeated and they hear your key that your key is very key they hear it and they go right right of course it's finished drives don't oh, listen oh, to hardy's been doing key what the hell is that yeah, what's whatever. he telling us to do yeah with his terrible pick record like what would we listen to him for yeah no that's right listen you listen, you listen for that arms. kind of uh, for that kind of insight. That's what you get there. <laughs> um, all right, there you go. That is uh, just about all the time we have here. This has been uh, Patriots pregame fueled by Duncan for Mike Dussault, Paul Perillo, and Tamara Brown. I'm Christian Arcand. We'll talk to you after the game right here on Patriots.com. Uh, talk to you then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.